Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And I remember like I was on the pitch, like playing my laces like that, I was yeah. down. Yeah. And then um, someone tapped him on the back. Yeah. So I turned around and um, I look up and it's Steven Gerrard. He's <laughs> like pinged the ball into him, like mid-air. Hard. He's the end hard. Like, bearing in mind Steven Gerrard is right-footed. Yeah. He's controlled the ball left foot yeah. on the outside of the boot flipped yeah. it around Jordan Henderson like flipped it around yeah. and ball bounced once on a half volley he's pinged it like 40 yards <laughs> Coutinho on the out wide basically didn't turn down the PSG deal basically missed the PSG deal yeah I missed because it because yeah. you're waiting to sign for Stoke Stoke or do you know how mad that sounds agent tell you deal pulled off the table you've gone through so much shit chairman friends with someone at Liverpool and the reason I'm up here it, it's Arctic because he's doing someone at Liverpool a favour by getting me out of the way I lost my head hello and welcome to the SDS podcast the place where I interview the most interesting people in the world of sports whether they're the actual athletes themselves or people that work in and around sport today I'm with um uh, next professional footballer, yep. Henrik McKendie. Yep. Uh, he's played for the likes of Liverpool. He's played in Scotland. He's played for many teams. Um, what's up? You good? I'm all good, thank you. Yeah? Thank you for having me on today, man. I'm actually, I was actually very excited to have you on, you know? Yeah, I'm like, excited as well. Yeah, yeah I was very excited to have you on. But um, you're the first, uh, obviously I've been doing this for a few weeks now, but you're the first like professional or ex-professional I've had yeah. so far. I've, yeah. So far, I've literally had like... Um, HD Cups was a barber yeah. I've had KGD who's a personal trainer yeah. and I've had Spencer Rowan who's obviously a YouTuber but it's the first like person who's come from the professional field of any sport that yeah. I've had on so I'm actually really really excited to chat yeah. to you um, yeah so welcome yeah. you came down from where Manchester today from Manchester yeah Manchester how's the journey is it good yeah, it's pr- pretty quick. An hour, yeah. an hour forty-five, yeah. so I can't complain. Yeah, much. perfect. Well, we're going to speak about everything, so I have a feeling this is going to be a very, very good episode. If you guys are listening to the audio, uh, feel free to follow the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. If you're watching on YouTube, tuck in because it's going to be a good one. Uh, make sure you like the video and subscribe to see more episodes, and leave some comments below on who else you want me to chat to. Uh, so, Henrik. Yep. We'll start to the beginning of your life. Yep. You were born in Congo. Yep. You were born in Congo. Yep. DRC. I have, yep. I have. I have. Um, some Congolese friends, so I've got, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only Congolese, the only ling- words in Lingala, Lingala I know are swear words, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's like everyone in it, it's like, yeah, the, like you know words yeah, other yeah. language, it's always swear words. But, um, so yeah, how was, how was that? Um, how was growing up in Congo? Or yeah, like growing up early as in your life? Yeah, growing up in Congo was, um, it was an interesting time at the time in Congo. Uh, obviously when you're a kid, you just think it's normal, you know what I mean? But obviously at the time when I uh, was born in 93, it was around the time where the civil war was starting to kick off yeah. and stuff like that. So I've got some memories of that. Um, so I lived in Congo up until I was about four or five years old. Mm-hmm. And then my family moved out to Zimbabwe for a few years as well. Lived in Zimbabwe for two, three years. Yeah. Learned how to speak English in Zimbabwe. Nice. And then when I was about seven or eight, uh, my mum, me, well, me and my siblings, mm-hmm. uh, three of my brothers, and my mum who moved out to the UK in 2000. Two, I think, yeah. correctly. Yeah. yeah, and then where did you move to in the UK? 
uh, just for a better opportunity. Yeah. So at the time, where obviously, I don't know if yeah. you've seen the things with the Zimbabwean yeah. economy now. Yeah. So that kicked off in 2002. Yeah, yeah. So at the time, my dad was working in like import export. He thought, you know what, I need to. Of course, yeah. Always, get my yeah, family out of course. and give them a better life and somewhere. I, so. Yeah, I say with many African families, like yeah. we, we moved to, for a better life as yeah, well because yeah. of civil war in exactly. Somalia. Yeah. So wh- whereabouts was the first place in the UK you moved to? So when we first moved to the UK, we lived in Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah, so I lived in Sheffield for a few years as well. Yeah. So that's where Yeah. And, and how did, and I guess that's when you got into football. Yeah. So, so speak to me about your early days of like football. So yeah. the first team you played for, yeah. how mm-hmm. that journey happened from yeah. moving to Sheffield. Mm-hmm. To live like up until when you signed for Liverpool, yeah. you don't live. Yeah, so I always um, played football like in the streets, even yeah. like in Congo, in Zimbabwe with my friends and stuff like that. Moved up to Sheffield Primary School, playing the schoolyards and things like that. Mm-hmm. Back home, normal, and then I didn't start playing for a team properly until I was in year six. So okay. when I just turned eleven, I think I was, yeah, eleven, I think I was. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. Um, one of my friends went for a trial at like a newly formed team in the area. Um, before that, I just thought you had to be like amazing to play for a team. It's on the league. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you had to be amazing and this, that, the other. So my friend went for, went for this trial and he had no one to go with because yeah. um, his mom couldn't take him that day. So and he, yeah. obviously, even though I was 11, I was, as you can see, I'm a, yeah, I was yeah, a big, very tall yeah. guy. He's a very yeah. big guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a big kid. So yeah. me and my friend have gone down and I was w- I was just going there to watch. Okay. In, my head, in my head, I was thinking, I'm not good enough to play for this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was there, I was like doing kickups on the side and stuff like that. So obviously all my friends are like, all yeah, training yeah. and then the coach like comes over to me said um how old are you i said oh, i'm 11 he's <laughs> like oh just like do you play for a team i said yeah, no yeah i said, oh, like do you want in. to yeah, yeah. So i was like yeah like joined in yeah. and then that same day he gave me like signing on forms outside <laughs> for this like so the league team yeah. and the next thing that, yeah i was playing for like if i remember correctly it was like the bottom leagues in sheffield at the time okay yeah and um, i was playing as a center back so yeah. it was i just wanted to play for the fun you know what course, i mean course, course. Uh, so that's how like my first team i was 11 Played there for about a year, year and a half. Mm. Got into high school. And then when I was playing for high school, um, two of my friends in high school were playing for, it's basically like Sheffield United Sunday League Club okay, uh, okay. called Junior Blades. Okay. So two of my friends played for them. Um, and at that time, so when I was in year seven, we played in like the school's final for the whole of Sheffield. Okay. So like year seven, so it was in the final. Bearing in mind, so there was all the kids that played for like Sheffield United, um, Sheffield Wednesday and stuff like that. So we played against one school. And that their whole team were just academy players. Um, and we lost 2-1 that game. It's not a bad result. It wasn't a bad result. I played centre-back and I scored the only goal. I literally <laughs> I remember it was from like a goal kick. I just ran through everyone. Yeah. And um, from then on, obviously, I got signed at the Sunday League Club for Sheffield United. Played there for about a year. They put me up as a centre-mid slash striker so I was scoring so more goals. Yeah, moving you up. Yeah, so moving me up. And then... I got a trial, so we played at one tournament in the city. And I remember I got like the best player at that mm. tournament, just at the other. So it was all like just on the league clubs in the in the city. And then Sheffield United, I think, came in first. Uh, Sheffield United came in first, and then Sheffield Wednesday came in first. I ended up trialing at both clubs. Yeah. They both wanted me, but then obviously at the time I lived the area I lived in, Ramo Lane, yeah. uh, Sharrow, yeah. Sheffield United was Sheffield United. Yeah, so yeah. I was more of a Sheffield United yeah, fan yeah. than the Sheffield Wednesday fan. Yeah. Even though like Liverpool's like my main team. Yeah. Um so yeah, so I was in my head I was basically gonna go sign for Sheffield United and then my family, obviously my mum met my stepdad at the time. Yeah. And then we ended up moving to, to Manchester. Okay. Um so which meant obviously because I was still twelve. And what's 30. the distance, travelling distance from Manchester to Sheffield? About an hour, an hour and 20, depending yeah. on which route you go. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you go sneak past, it's an hour. Yeah. If you go the other way, it's about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, 
obviously because I was a kid at the time, course, yeah. I wasn't allowed to kind of stay um, to sign for them. So w- when that happened, um, we moved to Manchester. Mm. Um, I was trying to get like trials at like local clubs, so yeah, it was yeah, Bolton, yeah. Man City, United, all yeah. these kind of clubs. Um, so I was playing Sunday. And I start, started playing for another Sunday league club. Um, when I was out there, played. I had a couple of like, like I said, United, Blackburn, Everton, all these teams like coming in, yeah. inquiring, and then Liverpool came in. Okay. So when the Liverpool ca- scout came in, he was the more serious. Um, so other people were like, oh, we'll keep watching you and this, that, the other. Yeah. And at the time, I was scoring a lot of goals, uh, yeah. playing Sunday League. It was easy. Of course, yeah. And then this Liverpool scouts come in and said, look, like, you're very raw as a talent. Like, you know what mm. I mean? You're not, like, technically sick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I think... It can work with you. can work with you. You're you big, I mean? yeah. So I can see something there. So he's like, you know what? We're going to give you six weeks um, on trial at Liverpool. These times I was 13. Mm. Um, and just see how you go, just go there every single day and give it your best shot. And so I've now gone from training yeah. one day a week with my yeah. Sunday league team to training Monday to Friday with Liverpool. Crazy. So How did that make you feel though, as a Liverpool fan? Um, it was cr- it was Liverpool crazy, it was surreal. Yeah. Like it was, at first I thought it was joking, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was joking, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I remember the, the manager came to me and said, oh yeah, Liverpool scout wants to speak to you. So I was thinking, okay, like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's Luckily, like the manager handled all that kind of stuff for me, as I mentioned before. Obviously, yeah. I grew up with my mum. Um, my dad lives in another country and yeah. stuff like that. So it was basically kind of like me and whoever was like my manager at the time yeah. dealing with it. Um, so I've started going on trial there, so training every single day after school. And after about like two or three weeks, um, they've ended up pulling me in for a meeting mm. and said, Look, we've seen enough. Uh, at that point, I was thinking, because usually when like yeah. my friends that was in the academies, they were telling me like, yeah, they tell you at the end of the six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I'm not, don't like me. I do not like me. I'm yeah. not going to get signed. Because I remember they was telling me like, yeah, like we're going to basically like come, for, come in for a meeting. And that day, I think I had the worst training session out of my whole trial. Because oh. I was I was stressed thinking I'm not yeah. going to get signed. Yeah, yeah. And then they've pulled me in. They're like, no, like at that time, I think I played like two games for them. Yeah. Scored in each game. And they said, look, you know what? We like you. Yeah. Like you've improved in the two weeks that like, you stepped up to the mark. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna give you. I think at the time, so from under 14s to under 16s, so they gave me a two-year deal. Yeah. Um, at the time, so I think I was. I just remember going the next day in school. I was so gassed. I can imagine. Um, yeah. You so signed for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, so I signed for Liverpool. Obviously, the team that I'd supported. Yeah. So yeah, so everything like for me, I was just like thinking like, yeah, this is this is where I belong. Of course, sort of course, course. So, yeah. so um, obviously we're gonna speak speak about your academy process but just for people that are are, are watching I want to get this in early first 10 minutes can you like name some of the players you've played with and against in your whole career like in your career oh yeah man just s- some st- yeah there's so a long list but I'm so saying some names so they, they can see how serious um, you are two names at Liverpool so I played with Raheem Sterling played with Conor Cody yeah big names played against Paul Pogba Harry Kane Ravel Morrison John Stones with and against um a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, they're the ones I can so just think of the top. That's of what I'm saying. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's so many names. I'm like, yeah. these are these are like players that are the pinnacle of football. So, and you're playing with and against all of these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first two names named obviously Sterling, Cody. Mm-hmm. I guess you played with them at Liverpool, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you signed you signed um the the two year deal under yeah. uh, uh, 14s to under 16s. Um, what was it like? Now you're an academy player. Mm-hmm. What was it like? What was the academy process? Was it like a dream? Or was yeah, it like it was. When, when we were younger, it was like, sometimes when I look back on it, it, it feels like it's a movie, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Because obviously it was training at night as well, so when you go there, it's all the lights yeah. and like people's parents, you're, you're going out in the full kit, yeah. you know what I mean? So you'd have to come training in the full kit and everything. So it was, um, at that time, it was, 
looking back, I didn't really take it in. You mm. know, I, mean? I was just like just going along with it. If that makes sense, but trying my best every single day. Um, so it was looking back on it now. It was, I feel like if I could do it again, mm. like the younger the younger days, I definitely like try and take it in and live it more because yeah, it was yeah, an yeah. amazing time. Definitely, yeah, yeah. So how did it go? So how did those first two years go? Yeah. Uh, for you to obviously, I'm guessing then they they, they kept drawing after yeah, that because you were there yeah. for for, mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. How did it go those first two years? Yeah. Um, what did he do spectacular? Or what yeah. what happened? It must so be good enough for you to get. There. Yeah, so with me because I've played in different positions. So yeah. the first when the first I went on trial there as a left winger. Okay. Because yeah, I was playing left winger. That's, a, that's yeah. a tall winger. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I was f- like I'm not as fast now, but yeah. back then I was rapid. So you're so tall and fast. Yeah, yeah. So I was tall, fast, powerful. Yeah. So I went in there on trial as a winger. And there's left wing, and I told him, yeah, I can play up, sh- up front as Are well. Left footed as well. Left footed as oh, well, amazing. yeah. So I can play up front. I've played at the back first. I've pl- also played. Mm. So in that time between under 14s and under 16s, so I mainly played as an attacker. But then if I needed to be, I could play as a left back. Mm. So I played. I remember under 15s, I played half of the season as a left back. Oh, wow. So I'd play for the under 15s on the left wing mm. and under 16s as a left back. So oh, I was wow. playing for the year up when I'm out of position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's when I got to like, like I, said, I was playing up with like Connor Cody, the yeah. Andrew Wisdoms, all them kind of people, yeah, yeah, John yeah. Flanagan. Um, so, and I was getting a lot of experience playing out of position. So I was like, you know what I mean? I was yeah. improving me as a player. Of course. Um, so then when it got to under um, 16s, so that's like the year when, so that was the final year of my contract okay. and the year where you get told if you're getting your, um, your scholarship. Yep. So with me, I got told I was getting my scholarship third game into the season. Okay. So they just took the weight completely off my yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. So because I'd done really well under 14s, done yeah. really well at under 15s. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was new people that come in as well. Uh, so it was the guys that, the guy that came in is now the Manchester City assistant manager. So a guy called Rodolfo Burrell. Yep. So he was before that. Oh, he was Pep's um, assistant. Yeah, Pep's So he so was coaching you. So he was coaching. So he was our manager and they ran the academy for two, three years. So for anyone who doesn't know, so mm. they... They're the ones that broke through the likes of Messi, mm. Fabregas, mm. Gerard Piquet, all these like of Barcelona. Yeah. Um, and funny, funny story actually, just going ahead. Um, when we was in the youth team, I remember we used to speak about like obviously what was Messi like, what course, was Fabregas yeah, yeah, yeah. like. And then one thing I remember he told us, he said, in terms of youth players that I see in terms of ability, yeah. Messi's number one, and the second one is Raheem Sterling. Mad. Like, this is you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he literally told, and I remember Raheem was like sitting at the front, yeah. and we was talking about like in terms of like raw ability, yeah, like yeah, you see yeah, like yeah. football ability, said Messi was scary as a kid. Yeah. But instead, the second like, when you see like scary ability, you, see it, yeah. team, you know what I mean? Um, That's insane. Yeah, so these lot came in, so they've obviously like seen me, had a chat with them. And I remember that season, the first like, I think like the first 12 games, I was just scoring each game, bam, bam, bam. But yeah. after the third game, they pulled me in for a meeting and said, look, we really like you. You want to improve every day. You're hard working. Yeah. And you, you're not one of them that complains if you're going to play out of position. You know what I mean? Um, so they uh, turned around to me and said, "Look, obviously at the time you live live in Manchester, yeah. we're gonna offer, we've obviously gonna offer you your your two year extension and your scholarship. So yeah. It's gonna be full time. Yeah. Um, but we want you to be full time as of now. Mm. So we're gonna bring you from move, basically move you from Manchester to go and live in Liverpool. Oh, you're gonna move schools. You're gonna like yeah, a couple of times a week in the train with the youth team. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Um. So when they've told me this, yeah. I remember like going home, I was crying and yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? So course. I was just gassed, you know what I mean? So uh, so I've ended up moving schools um, to a little like village just outside Liverpool called Rainhill. Mm. Um, so Rainhill was like, you know, looking back on it, it was a good time, but it was a bit of a, 
you know, it's a bit more difficult. Yeah, what was that, I was going to say, what was that transition like? So, like? obviously, like, the areas that I grew up in were, like, mm. predominantly, like, multicultural, black, yeah. Asian, white, everyone, like, yeah, together. So then moving to Rain Hill, it was more difficult because I was the only black kid in my year in school. Oh, wow. And then those two other black kids in the school, one yeah. was Raheem Sterling yeah. and the other one was Dave Molly at the time. So him and Raheem lived together okay. um, and they was the year below me. So there was yeah. just us three yeah. in the school, in of, the like a school. Yeah, of a thousand kids. There's three black, <laughs> three black, yeah, yeah, black people, mad. you know what I mean? Um, so that was quite hard to like get used to, yeah. get adjust to. Cause so you guys must have really, um, especially you and Raheem, yeah, yeah. must have really like kept close together because obviously you guys were both at the same school, yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing for Liverpool, yeah. It was only a year between, so the yeah, same so age. We, so we was in, no, we was in. The, so Raheem played up. So Raheem was in my. So team he was anyway. in your team anyway. Yeah, so yeah, you went so to the same school. So you guys yeah. must have a really close bond. Yeah, yeah. Bond. So especially like them young years, especially like I feel like we really helped each other to get through that time. You yeah. know what I mean, so to like to progress on because obviously like Raheem came all the way from London. London Dave yeah. came from Luton. So they them two lived like in the same house. Yeah. And I live like a couple of roads away. So. We'd walk to school together, walk mm. home together, mm. go to training, um, go shopping on a weekend, go yeah. for food, all that kind of stuff. So we like we got really close at that time. Um, it was looking back on it, it was good. Don't get me wrong, because obviously you went to a new school and I was like people trying to like know you are. Course, this, that, yeah. But there was also a lot of like we dealt with racist situations. Yeah, like it was so that must have been <coughs> tough because obviously, yeah. like I said, there wasn't many of you like mm-hmm. um, black kids in your school. Yeah. And on top of that, you guys are footballers. Footballers as well, yeah. Um, so was there like media hassling uh, you guys yeah, in school? So like on your yeah, so starting with the media. So I remember the, the week that Raheem came. Yeah. Because I, I think I moved to the school about three weeks mm. before Raheem came. And then Raheem signed. And then when Raheem started, the media around that was crazy. Like, And how old is he? He must have been. Raheem like was 14, 14, I think yeah. at the time. 14 or 15. So I'd, I'd just turned 16. Yeah. And it was crazy. So obviously, like I said, we were the only three black kids in the school. Yeah. We, we'd go there in uniform. Yeah. So I remember really, like, the first day he w- he came, I, mean, I was walking home, so he didn't, um, he went to school, but he got pulled out at half twelve, so he only done half a day. Okay. But obviously someone in the school must have told the medias or whatever. Someone must have told to them, like, look, yeah. Liam Sterling's in the school. Yeah. After school, whatever. And I remember I was, as I was walking home, there was, like, a van went past, like, speed and then, like, slowed down near me. And yeah. the guy was hanging out with the camera. Filming you. Filming me walking. Obviously, the most of the thought I was here, I'm yeah, much yeah. taller, but <laughs> yeah. they obviously didn't re- realise after that it wasn't him. Yeah. But, and I was just thinking like, what, like, you know I mean? It was a certain newspaper that we don't of speak of, yeah, but yeah, yeah. literally I, I, like hanging out the camera. Yeah, yeah, like, I can guess. Trying to, you know what I mean? Um, That went on for like a good two, three weeks, like literally like following like children home, you know what yeah, I mean? that's mad. Um, and then at the time when he came, there was a lot of like, not a lot, but there was a small group of kids mm. in the area, in the school that were like, very jealous and so they they resulted to trying to like racial abusers online and stuff like that that's mad because they hear about this yes, obviously, yeah. yeah so like trying to get your number um and i'm not going to go into too much detail but there was one situ- so basically in the end i because obviously i was in year 11 so i completed school uh yeah. with raheem he'll probably he won't mind saying about this but mm. liverpool ended up having to pull him out of school because we dealt with there was either of a racist incident where oh, basically someone tried brought in an, a weapon to try and do something to me in school Flipping and then up. he basically like ran away well, based on jealousy based on jealousy yeah like he, he claimed that i was bull- like yeah i'm not a bully for yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm nice to everyone so he tried to claim that i was like 
bullying his little brother or something like that. Mm. I didn't know he had a little yeah, brother. Yeah. And then he's brought, he brought in a knife to the school, basically. This is in year 11 to try and basically stab me. Um, and it was, I felt like it was, he tried to scare me, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. more than anything. Like, like looking at Because when he pulled out, I was just like, what are you doing? You know yeah, I mean? yeah, of course. And then he ended up running away, but it was all caught on CCTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, like, Liverpool got involved. They took him to court. Yeah. And then he ended Weird enough, they end up basically his parents end up having to pay like compensation and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Liverpool's got the best lawyers. So, but then that week when that happened, because I said before we was all like dealing with stuff. Yeah. So I got pulled out of school for that week, and then Raheem and David was still in school. So there was one day when Raheem was walking home on his own. Mm. So another one, that same group of boys, someone who'd left this, the school the year before, we lived in the area. Yeah. So he's bumped into Raheem on the way home, started hurling abuse at Raheem, calling all sorts of racial names. Yeah. And basically end up spitting at him. This is bear in mind Raheem's fifteen at That's this point. Mad. Yeah. Spat at him. And just to cut a long story short, I seen that same kid two weeks later and had two black eyes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I mean? Yeah, there. yeah, but, well, good. Yeah, so that's he deserved what, it. Yeah, so that's like you know what I mean, all like deserved. So yeah. like these are the things that we like had to deal with, you yeah. know what I mean? Like so people don't really speak about these kind of things. Of course. So when you see like fans heard in the abuse of Raheem now yeah. it's not the first time you know what I mean we've dealt with that, this that's kids. what I'm saying because with especially like Raheem yeah. um, everyone knows this guy's been de- dealing with stuff from the media for years yeah, yeah, yeah. like he can do anything mm-hmm. he'll go shop at Poundland which is absolutely fine like Ridiculous. you can get some bargains there mm-hmm. I bought bundles of crisps and sweets for a pound I'm always yeah. shopping at Poundland mm-hmm. but suddenly that's all over the newspaper yeah exactly uh, anything anything he does all over mm-hmm. the newspaper so we all know that, but I didn't know that that was happening when he was in yeah, school. Yeah, in school, yeah, it happened when he was in school. So, like I said, I, someone trying to attack you and spit on you, someone coming into me to bring a knife into school, yeah. all these kind of things. So, it makes you tough, you know what I mean? It, and that must have made you guys bit. closer as well. Yeah, yeah, Because you guys aren't making other friends in school, yeah. you're staying within so yourselves. After, especially at that point, when if we, if one of us wanted to go to the shop, yeah. all three of us are going. Yeah. If we yeah. wanted to go and play in the park, all three of us are going. Yeah. If you want to walk to do whatever, walk into school, all three, you know what I mean? So together, we, yeah. yeah, we're going together, so we, we didn't leave each other's side at that time, all three were like, it was like a unit, so if yeah. you'd seen one of us, you're seeing the rest, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I think, yeah, that, so that was like, that was like our little, like, mm. like a little family at the yeah, time, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so then, youth so obviously, like I said, that, that's, um, finished school, and then youth team years have started, so then Raheem got pulled out at year 11, mm. so he didn't, the year 11, he just, Start training with us full time, time yeah. yeah, and then he was doing his like his education at the club, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like shoes sense. and stuff. It makes more sense because yeah. he's already showing the ability that he's king go the whole way. Um, but yeah, so the first, um, so th- the year of like in the youth team, we had a very very solid youth team. So yeah, I remember the two years when we was there, the first of the first year. So like I said, in the youth team, we had like it was like me, Adam Morgan, Raheem good Sterling, good goal scorer by the way, Adam Morgan. Elite striker. Yeah, I used to watch him on that. <laughs> all of you guys on yeah. LFC TV, yeah. I remember. Yeah, literally. Google, Google yeah, Adam Morgan. Yeah, Adam Morgan was a good player. I liked yeah, him. Yeah. Um, so it's like me, Adam Morgan, Michael Ngu, yeah. a kid called Tony Silva, okay. Portuguese kid, ridic- like ridiculous ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, Connor Cody. Connor Cody was, was a midfielder, wasn't he? Centre mid. Yeah, because he's centre back now, but yeah, yeah. I remember when I was watching, he was, he was a centre mid, mid and he was a exactly. captain. I was like, yeah. that's the next Steven Gerrard. Literally. Yeah. Like, he had that aura about him. Yeah. Like, like Connor's one of the people you always knew was gonna make it. Yeah. Because he had the ability, but yeah. he also had the, the personality yeah. characteristics yeah, to and go the professionalism on. Like yeah, like one, he's probably the most professional yeah. 
like player I've come across in the whole of football. That's mad. Literally, like yeah. his his professionalism is ridiculous. Yeah. He deals with everyone the same. That's why he's captain everywhere yeah, he goes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. and it's no surprise now. Like if me, like I said, he's a captain, playing for England, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Of it's no surprise. Yeah. Um. So like I said, John Flanagan. John Flanagan. Yeah. Like we had yeah. a bit of success in the first exactly. team as well. Yeah. So Danny Ward, the goalkeepers now yeah. at Leicester. So we had like a, like a really good youth team. Um. Yeah. So. That year, it was really, really competitive. Uh, the first, like, six months, it was like everyone was in and out, everyone was in and out. Mm. Um, so I, at that time, was it the first year? So I was, obviously, I'm tall now, but I was yeah. growing even more back oh, then. Yeah, yeah. So I had a lot of, like, the first, like, six, seven months, I had a lot of, like, growing pains. Okay, yeah. I had a lot of issues with my groin and stuff like that. So I was, some days I'd be in and out of the team, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so then after that, I, I was thinking, okay, maybe... I might not get a pro here because mm. obviously I'm not playing as many games as I am. I can't. So you're thinking that when you're yeah, playing, yeah, yeah. So, and it wasn't due to even like my ability and stuff yeah. like that. It's just due to the opportunities. Yeah, I couldn't quite stay fit. So because I couldn't stay fit, I'm in and out. When I do get back fit, someone else is doing really well, mm. and it wouldn't be fair to you know what I mean. Um, but I've always trusted to back my own ability. You know what I mean. So I, and I'd have honest conversations with the coach and be like, okay, cool. I'm doing well in training or mm. this, that, the other, you know what I mean? And then with Rudolfo as well as a manager, yeah. he's always very honest with you and he gives everyone a proper chance. And so when that was going on, um, I think it was in first year, so I um, spoke, I was meant to go out on loan to Barnsley that year, but then I got back fit, luckily, and then at the same time, one of the wingers, this was like second half of the season yeah, in yeah. first year, one of the wingers got injured, so then I, the remaining... Um, the remaining half of that first year, I played quite a few games and yeah. I did quite well. Um, we finished, we lost the league by one point that year. To who? To Everton. Oh, and on the, people on, as well. On the last day, <laughs> on, the se- on the last day of the season, so we needed to win. Yeah. And we drew two all. So oh. I, remember I, I remember I scored two goals that day oh. um, and we literally lost, um, played against Wolves and then we lost um, the league by one point. Um Youth Cup that year, we yeah. played, we lost in the quarterfinals. Us in United that year, literally, I'd say we had the best like youth teams, teams in the country. Yeah, yeah. Someone, I remember at, at the time, at the beginning of the season. What kind of players did United have at those times? So they had this, their squad was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, so they had uh, Ravel Morrison, yeah. Paul Pogba, Jesse Lingard, Lionel <laughs> Cole, Will Keane. Crazy. Um, Sam Johnston was the yeah, keeper. The now. keeper. Yeah, so like, a ridiculous team. Their team was just Insane. Ability yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, funny enough, actually, funny story about that game. So I was speaking to Ravel the night before. Uh-huh. Uh, like, this is like BBM days back in the day, and uh, so he was just like chatting to me, like, "Oh, like, what's your team like?" Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Back and forth, and this that the other. And then um, the guy turned around to me, and he goes, um, "In the first half, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. But second half, I'm going to rip into your team." <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, "Obviously, he's a good yeah, player. Don't get me wrong." Yeah, allow it, man. Like yeah. our team's sick as well. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the guy. Did what he said he was gonna do. <laughs> so we was winning. I think it was, I think it was two 0 We was beating them at half time. Yeah, yeah. They ended up beating us three two. He scored two and set up one. <laughs> like that is like I've heard loads of stories about Ravel Morrison. Yeah, like, yeah, I've like, heard like he was the best player in that team. He was better than Pogba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ability was scary. The best player in that team. Yeah. And uh, that that just that just bags yeah, yeah, up. Literally, he literally said like the night before. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna do nothing first half. Yeah. Second half, I'm gonna rip into your team and literally did. did and he just did exactly that. what he said. <laughs> literally did just that. What a player. Scored man. two, set up one. But yeah, that that year, like us in United, like I remember there was one game we played in the league. They beat us, I think it was four or five nil. Yeah, uh, at their place, and then we played them at our place. We beat them six one. So it was like 
it was just whoever yeah, got, got the better reach of it on yeah, the day. On the day, yeah, because yeah. the ability in both squads is just scary. Yeah. And um, so that was the first year. Then obviously the rest of kind of coding, I'm like, oh, got the pros. They mm. moved up, and I became a second year scholar. Mm. Uh, still, I'd been, I'd been told if I'd got my pro or not. So I kept battling on, kept going on, and then same thing again with my groin. So beginning the season, I think it was more like preseason and the hardships of it. Yeah. So I had the same conversation again, and again. So look going on if you decided on me or not or, and it was like we're still not quite undecided obviously with me if I feel like I'm doing well because mm. I've seen it with players where we will play 10-12 games and next week you got a pro contract you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. so if I'm doing well I'd like to, to kind of know where I'm at yep. and then if I'm not playing regularly then let me know where I'm at as well uh, so I took the choice to go to Barnsley for a month um, is that why you played at John Stones? Yeah, so when I went out there, played a couple of games. So I think their, their youth team was actually really good that year. So they had like John Stones, uh, Ruben Lazarus, Jordan Clark, Danny Rose. So these are all players that are playing in the league now. Yeah. Like crazy ability. Ruben made his first team debut for Barnes when he was like 15, 14. Like if you watch clips of him, yeah, you will see like a crazy ability. Um, so I went to Barnsley for a month. I played a couple of games, scored a few goals yeah. and I'd done really well. So then I've come back to Liverpool and then Dave now turned around to me and said, boom, we're going to offer you a, a contract. Mad. But these times I'm, I'm like, okay, like... Yeah, of course. Like, okay, like... <laughs> and yeah. then they told me the reason why, like, when I've gone out to Barnsley, um, because I'd been at Liverpool, I think that might have been there like four or five years, all the other teams got wind of it and they thought I was leaving. So they've obviously sending the scouts out to come watch to come me. Watch you, yeah. Yeah, so Barnsley themselves offered me a one-year pro contract for the next year. Yeah. Sheffield United offered me a three-year deal. Wednesday offered me two years. Derby offered me two years. Notts Forest offered me two years. Leicester offered me three years. So there was like seven or eight teams yeah, yeah, that yeah. were like sniffing around. And then obviously Liverpool, they was having the conversation with Liverpool. So I think the most serious ones at the time were Sheffield United and Leicester. Um, obviously going back to Sheffield and obviously Leicester were a big mm. club. Um, so I had that conversation with him and then the guy at the time, Frank McParland, said to me, look, like you're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? You've been here for so long. We all love you at the club mm-hmm. and you're only improving and getting yourself better. Obviously, we know about your injury situations and we've got the best like physios and stuff like that and they really looked after me. Um, and obviously, I was getting better with my groins and yeah. less niggles and stuff like that. Um, so they said, look, you're not going anywhere. We're going to offer you a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. So they offered me a better deal than half of the other clubs had offered me as well anyway. So I thought, you know what? I'm comfortable here. Yes. So you had loads of offers on the table? Yes, I had loads of offers on the table. So like, like I said before, I had... Um, so it was... So when I come back from Barnsley, Barnsley themselves offered me a one-year deal. Yeah. Uh, Sheffield United offered me three years. Yeah. Wednesday offered me two years. Derby two years. Notts Forest two years. Leicester three years. So I had like yeah. seven, eight teams yeah. like on the table. Like we spoke to uh, the most serious ones that we talked like figures and stuff like yeah. that were Leicester and Sheffield United. Yeah. Um. So at the time, obviously, because I've been at Liverpool for a certain amount of years. Yeah. Um. Liverpool was asking for a figure for mm-hmm. me if they, they were that serious so obviously at the time Leicester and Sheffield were like well if he doesn't sign a deal with mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. then we can just get him on a free or whatever but yeah. then obviously with me being a Liverpool fan and mm-hmm. I've been there for years since the bigger of clubs and I was doing pretty well at the time so yeah. I thought you know what Liverpool offered me two years so I thought you know I'll take that mm-hmm. and then once that's happened we've then sat down and then they've come up with a plan for me mm-hmm. um, so the first year plan was for me to go out on loan to somewhere in England uh, for like three months, which was Northampton. Northampton. Um, actually, no, actually no, sorry, no, yeah, so no, sorry, before Northampton, sorry. So the plan, the original plan, sorry, was to, for me to go out on loan to Belgium. So okay, if you 
know anything about Belgium, it's a team called Royal Antwerp. Antwerp, yeah, So yeah. Antwerp used to have a um, a deal with Man United years ago where all United's youth team players, so as soon as you sign a pro, they send you out to Antwerp. And so like Chelsea and Vitesse? Yeah, Similar exactly. kind of thing, okay. United started that with mm. Antwerp years ago, so like 10, like, if you look at back on like, the United players, a lot of them yeah. have been out alone to Antwerp. Antwerp, we're at Antwerp yeah. yeah. So I was, I've met with the Antwerp people. And that, might have, that must have made a bit of sense for you because I'm, I'm getting Congolese people in Belgium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There, so you I know, got right? cousins there. Yeah. I speak French. So yeah. it was, it kind it of made would sense. have made yeah, sense. So the you, Antwerp yeah. people, they came. I remember towards the end of the season when I was in the youth team, they spoke with me. They told me the plan look, you're going to come here. Yeah. You're going to play here for um, between here until November. Okay. Just that, the other, smash it. So what yeah. happens with okay before so it's got, when you sign a two year deal with Liverpool? Mm-hmm. So what is do they do you give it a deal and then they go this is the plan for you in those two years we're gonna loan you for this time to this time and then yeah, you're gonna so go is there like a plan they set out? With me there was initially so okay. this was even before I even signed the deal did when I had the meeting with them to, for them to let me know that I'm yeah. gonna get a the deal they told me the reasons why they was yeah. offering you said look you've gone out you've proved to us we didn't want you to go out loan to Barnsley yeah. but you've gone out you showed yeah. that you're hungry to make it yep. You've done well there, and then other teams are now like trying to sniffing on you, like mm. we're not letting you go anywhere. You know what of I course, mean? Yeah. How do you feel about they that? They realize so, now you know? they got an asset. Exactly. Yeah. So I was an asset. So they now sat down with me and said, "Look, give us like a week or two. We've got a plan for you. We'll come back to you." So then they said, "Look, Royal Antwerp don't want to take you." I think I think they come over. I was in the first or second division in Belgium at the yep. time, but the big club. Um, so when that's happened, I was like I said, I spoke with the people at Antwerp, um, and I was meant to go there for preseason, and then. Mm and then speak and obviously like play there for a couple of months and then after that when I come back from Antwerp I was meant to go off to America okay. to go to what was it called New York Cosmos okay so I think they're in this USL it's called so it's like the second division there okay. as well so the same thing with them they came over I spoke with them yep. they started over like it was all set so they need to go um, from Belgium first and then America exactly go Belgium three four months come back go to America in November yeah that was that would have been like my first year of my pro, yeah. And then my second year to come back, see how I've developed, yeah. And then let's see whether I'm ready to kick on and train with the first team, yeah, play yeah. reserves, or maybe go out and loan to a League One team or something yeah, yeah. like that in the UK. So yeah. that was my two year plan at the yeah. time. And then obviously, like I think if I went to Belgium mm. and America and done well, I'd probably got another extended yeah, pro, which yeah. is what usually happens. Um, so yeah, so that was like the plan. Then. So this was like when I got off it, this was like March. So we still mm. got to go to the season to end the season so obviously now I'm gasping yeah I've got my pro I know I'm going to be a professional footballer now mm. like the rest of the season went by like mm. calm the next minute um, at the time the agent that I had um, was they had a big agent so I can't remember what the, what the name was um, forgot the name but they had a couple of like big players and was the that your first, the first agent you, you had yeah it was the first agent I'd signed with okay. yeah so at the time I think I was like I was 17, 18 so that was the first like proper agent I'd signed mm-hmm. with. So I remember at the time they had like loads of like Chelsea youth players as well, a couple of first team players. So I think I remember that, that the likes of like Lewis Baker at the time. Oh yeah. Harry Kane at the yeah. time. So we was all like on the same agency. Yeah. Um so I used to come down to London a lot to like see them and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um but then with them, I've now been I've I'd only been with them for a certain amount of time. But then obviously when I've done the negotiations for like spoke mm-hmm. about my pro contract because they weren't getting their cut out of the pro deal, mm. basically, or they weren't going to get agency fees because I'd only been with them a certain amount of time and they didn't get the deal mm. for me. Like, the relationship with them went a bit sour, if okay. that makes sense. So, obviously, I was expecting them to come down and negotiate my yeah, professional yeah, contract for as me. As they should. That's, that's that the other. Yeah. yeah, but 
they never came and do that. So I negotiated my own professional contract as a 17, 18 year old. Uh, that's, 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 yeah, but that's, that's not right, surely. Exactly. Like, so. you don't know, you wouldn't know the first thing about exactly. dealing with contracts yeah. and clauses exactly. and terms yeah. at that so age. So when that happened, so that was like, I was a bit stressed. Yeah, you know of what course. I mean? so, but then I spoke with a guy at the time, who was the academy director, a guy called Frank McParland. I said, look, okay. the agents aren't going to come and negotiate yeah. this, that, the And he said, you know what, like, he, to be fair, he, he liked me, you know what I mean? He said, look, I'm not going to put you on no contract where we can do you dirty or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put certain clauses in your contract. Like, you know, I'll, I will explain to you exactly what it is. So I remember at the time I sat down with one of the clubs, like secretaries and lawyers, yeah, yeah. went through every point. This means this, this means that. So I understood what yeah. I was signing. Yeah. Um, so it was it was all like sick laid yeah. out. I negotiated pretty decent money. Yep. Um, and it, would, it really took care of me at the time. So I've then signed my two-year deal. And then... Three weeks later, the manager at the time, so the first team manager at the time was Kenny Dalglish. So, yes. he, so he had to sign off on all the players yeah. that get pro contracts. So he approved me getting a pro deal. He used to watch me since we was like youth team. He'd give us advice, yep. all that kind of stuff. So we had a good relationship with, good, yeah. Yeah, with the first team manager. So like I said, the time... And he might have helped you because he was a big striker as yeah, well. Yeah. So he, yeah, so he used to... Sim- similar to you. Yeah, so he used to come and watch our youth team games. Yeah. And I remember there was one game where we played when we was under 17s and he's... Um, it's so obviously we've gone in at half time, but he's pulled me aside. Okay. And then he's like, because basically there was a goal that I scored. Um, I'm left footed. Yeah. But then we played against so it. was like a preseason game against Shrewsbury. So yeah. um, I'm in the box and I've run near post and I've pulled off. And then okay. the guy who took the corner has drilled it to me, edge of the box, and I've volleyed it right foot. Oh, okay. And I banged it in the top corner. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I've gone off like, done like a yeah, mad yeah, celebration because yeah, yeah, I was mad. gassed. Yeah. And then um, Kennedy Aglish has pulled me at half time and he said, um, why was you, like you looked like you were surprised that you did that? Yeah. Why was you surprised? I said, like obviously, this is my week of foot that yeah. I've explained to him. He goes, but you shouldn't be surprised yeah. because you've intended to do it. Of course, yeah. You know what I mean? So you need to have more belief in yourself, more belief in your ability because, what, like you said, I, I watched the movement, everything, mm. the study of us all. And like I said, everything that you set out to do, then you did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you need to believe more in yourself. So he always gave me like little bits of But that's good. There. That means like, if it's coming to you and talking to you, it's yeah, yeah. giving you words mm-hmm. of wisdom like this. Yeah he likes you yeah yeah definitely right? so so that must have been good for you to hear mm-hmm. from the first team manager exactly yeah, yeah. so and he was kind of was amazing with all the like the youth team players mm. obviously we've been a liverpool legend as yeah, well so like the likes of like, adam morgan he was amazing with adam yeah it was amazing with everyone else you know what i mean so that was great so obviously i was like knowing that he, and then also i even played un- under him as well because before he was the first team manager he managed the reserves as well okay yeah i played a f- couple of games for the reserves under yeah. Kennedy Aglish, so it was just like I was excited because I know that if I'd done well, I'd get rewarded because yeah, you've got the right manager there. But after I signed my pro, he gets sacked basically. Yeah, and this this is this is this is what um what I find crazy in football that people mm-hmm. don't even realize. Mm-hmm. It's like w- as fans, we see managers get sacked, new manager comes in, nothing changes for us. Yeah. We still we still support the team mm-hmm. wherever. Like mm-hmm. like that's for us it doesn't change, but for the players. Mm-hmm. When a new manager comes in, that can change their whole path in football. Like, you could be in favour, this manager likes you, that's his playing style, he likes your player. A new manager comes in and it's like, everything's gone. It's like, he likes this new player now. Yep. You're out of favour. And we don't notice that. As f- we don't realise that as fans. We just think manager comes to the same people. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, it's a whole different thing. Yep. So I'm guessing that's what you're going to go into. Yeah, Kenneth so Aglish was good with you. Amazing, yeah. He gets sacked. Mm-hmm. Who comes in? Brendan Rodgers comes in. Brendan Rodgers comes in, yes, so I remember. The minute Brendan comes in, we're... Like staff in the academy getting sacked, people just getting stuck left, right, and center. So we're all like, "Whoa!" And yeah. obviously, we know that he's got an attractive style of play. Yeah. But he doesn't like tall, tall players, tall attackers, and stuff like that. So Is that because he's small himself? 
Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd probably put it down to that. You know what I mean? So Maybe he's very it, small. Yeah, literally. So he's um when he's come in, yeah. uh, obviously like with Kenny Dalglish, he had like Andy Carroll. Yeah, um, the big striker. Yeah, so he had like Michael. That's why I might be looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I remember, so we sometimes we'd train with the first team and so there's like there's like I'm six five. Yeah. Andy Carroll six five. We had Michael yeah. Ngu six foot six. Yeah. We had a lot of big strikers. You know what I mean? Um, but then when Brendan's come in, we already like hearing it around the club, like yo, like this yeah. basically shit, like stuff's gonna change. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And then um, so when that's happened, um, basically the plan for me to go to Belgium gets wiped off the table because uh, the academy director at the time, he's he don't know if he's gonna be in his job or not. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so when that's happened, he's then to come to me and said, look, the, the Belgian plan's off the table, but like, and we think like a lot of like basically, I'm probably gonna be gone soon as well. Yeah. Um. He's coming in with a new playing style. Doesn't like big strikers. This, that, the other. Yeah. Like, so your opportunities, like, in terms of like your plan, they may not have a plan for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna send you out on loan to Northampton. And uh, where where were Northampton playing at the time? Uh, League two at, League the time. two at the time. So yeah. you're gonna go to Northampton next week. We're gonna send you out there. Yeah. Um, Ad Bufroy, obviously. The England. Yeah, under 20, 20 21s, I think. Yeah. yeah. So at the time, so it was Ad Bufroy and Andy King. Um, they're gonna look after you like properly. They're gonna like, mm, of course, yeah. They're gonna mature you properly. You know what I mean. So you're gonna go out there. You're gonna learn your trade. This that just for some like you know. Thanks for the opportunity, mm. and I'm I'm ready for it. You know what I mean. Uh, originally, uh, when I spoke, to, I feel like when I went to Northampton, I went there for six months. Mm. I feel like I was only needed really for like a month or two because mm. I'd have when I went there, they had like one or two wingers, um, like that were injured. Yeah. And so when I went to Northampton, like amazing club, I was welcomed really well. Played with the likes of Akin Fenwa there. Uh, came out, Ruth came out with me on loan. So there was a couple of us that was young mm-hmm. and went Striker out on loan. Well. Yeah, so he's flying. Yeah. Um, so went there. So like I said, Northampton, amazing club. AD was amazing with me. And the King was top class with me, really helped yeah. me like yep. improve my mental side of my game and like really focus and stuff like that. So mm. um, played, I think, so I played predominantly on the left, the left winger, scored one in the cup, mm. played FA Cup games, played League Cup games, played in the league. You know what I mean? So played against like, Big teams in in yeah. the in the preseason playing against West Ham, you know what I mean, all these kind of mm. things. So, like, I really like learn. So that like, was a good loan spell. Yeah, for it was a good loan spell for me. So, like I said, I was felt like I was only really needed for the first three months because that's when I played most of my football. The last month or two, I didn't really play as much, but yep. I was always in the squad because yep. I was doing really well. So I was never like not in the squad. Out so I was always squad, yeah. yes, I was always if I'm not starting, I'm on the bench yep. to come on. You know, yep. so I was always involved. And so, like I said, I played like 14, 15 games together then I've gone back to Liverpool um, after that obviously we spoke with Northampton about possibly bringing me back for the next season Yeah. because um, I was like look I don't know what's going to happen with me at Liverpool when I get yeah. back but obviously he's like yeah if they release you we'd, we'd look to to sign you or sign whatever you, yeah. um, and then like a week or two before I went back to Liverpool I've called like the, the people that were like my point of contact mm. and they're saying yeah there's a new manager in the reserves now so these times Liverpool. Yeah, so the, the guy that was our manager before, he's been sacked now yeah, as well. Yeah. The academy director, the one who took me to sent me to Northampton, he's been he's sacked. Gone. Yeah. So there's basically a lot of new faces at the club. But yeah. I'm being told that the guy that is in charge now is looking forward to coming and see me. Yeah. He's watched a couple of my games at Northampton. And correct me if I'm wrong, that's Alex Inglefoot. Alex Inglefoot. Came yeah. from Spurs. From Spurs, they correctly. From Spurs. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. That's when um, the only reason I know that is um, I was at college mm-hmm. playing at. It's, Tottenham's development, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not academy, but it's like the college scheme. Mm-hmm. And Alex Inglethorpe was, uh, I think, under 18s manager, at yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Alex was under 18s manager, and Tim Sherwood was reserve manager, yeah. And Tim Sherwood was the, yeah, yeah, on the 21s. And 
um, I was we so my age was seventeen, eighteen at college, yeah. and some of my some of um, my teammates from college was on trial okay. at Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Under Alex Inglethorpe. Yeah. And one of my specific friends was on trial under Alex Inglethorpe, and then I think like the last two weeks of his trial. Mm-hmm. Alex Inglethorpe went to Liverpool. Okay. So his trial kind of got cancelled because yeah. a new guy came. Ugo, the guy that passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aston, yeah. yeah he, he came to Spurs mm-hmm. and he wasn't looking for trialists. Yeah. It's crazy how it, our paths crossed. Yeah, it's like, yeah. he, when I was at college, Alex Inglethorpe was the coach there. But yeah. then he, so now, at that time, mm-hmm. he went over to, to, um, Liverpool, yeah. to Liverpool. And then, yeah, then that's when he came back from yeah, there. So he just, what happened. Yeah, so obviously I'm being told so he was excited to meet you. That's what I'm getting told. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, and that's good because I'm... 18 or 18 or I think I you know I just turned 19 so I'm still you know I mean fresh like yeah, yeah, yeah. but I've just like knuckled down in league 2 if you've ever watched league 2 football there's not much like technical football yeah, yeah, long balls long and balls, you know what yeah. I mean I, at Liverpool we never used to play long balls I never used to play with my back to goal so mm. I had to learn all that you know what yeah. I mean and I was really like I, I got that basis from there so I was yeah. playing with the likes of Akin Fenwa yeah. like all these people you know what I mean even Akin Fenwa was amazing with me like he Sometimes he'd come che- talk to me after t- after training, like give me advice on certain things, lifestyle, eat, how to play, how to do that. You know what I mean? So he was mm-hmm. like, at the time he was like, because obviously I think I was like ten years older than me, so yeah, he's, yeah, like yeah. A, he's like a big brother to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So all the like the young players there, so like me, Kemal, Rufi, take us out to for food to Nando's. Yeah, yeah. He, nice. you know what I mean? Like literally, like he's, he's a great guy. Gr- great yeah. guy. So he, yeah. to, even to this day, we still speak and That's stuff good, like that. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, so Northampton all in all was a great experience for me. Yeah. So I'm going back to Liverpool now thinking I'm going to kick on, I'm going to play reserves for the remaining six months, I'm going to smash it mm. and then hopefully in a new deal or be progressed up to um, to the first team because I was, I was like, I wanted to prove Brendan Rodgers wrong because even though I hadn't yeah. worked with him yet, obviously my friends are still telling me like, yeah, like he's proper like sat on like not having big shares because Andy Carroll got sent to West Ham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Lingu got sent to Hearts. You know yeah. what I mean? So like he was getting rid of them all. You know, but in my head I'm thinking I'm not playing as a striker at the time. I'm playing as a left winger. A winger yeah. I'm pretty quick. Like I got a good delivery. Yeah. Does, you know, so I'm thinking. You know what? I think I can be a bit a different asset for yeah. him if possible. I get back to the club. This is like December times. So within three days of me being back to the club, Alex brings me for a meeting, mm-hmm. and then he's like. Yeah, so how do you think your loan went? I'm like, oh, do you know what? I think it was really good. I learned a lot of things. A lot, yeah. And I think I'm looking forward to, to showing yeah. you and the club what I've learned sort of thing, you know yeah. what I mean? And he goes, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. Like, I think you had a really good loan as well. Mm. Uh, but obviously, obviously, as you can see, like things have changed around the club, even how the club looks and mm. changing rooms. Every, like A lot of mm. things have changed. Um, so yeah, whilst I agree with you that you had a good loan, um, things have changed at the club in the direction that we're going in. Yeah. Uh, so just to let you know that basically when your contract's up in 18 months, you're going to get released. What? So this is me six months into my deal. He's and he's still got another year and a half? Year and a half. And he's he's telling you now yeah. that in a year and a half, no matter what you do, you're going to get released. You're not, you're going to get released? Yeah, so... But how does he know what's going to happen in a year and a half? Exactly. You could turn out to be incredible. Exactly. So at the time, I'm only 18, 19... I'm still learning. I'm still improving. You're still growing. I mean? I'm still growing. It literally like, you know what I mean? So I'm, I've not physically fully developed. I'm yeah. tall, but I've, I'm still quite skinny. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I've not fully developed yet. So 
when he said that to me, I was like a bit shocked. I remember I took like a minute. And I was thinking, like, okay, you're like, yeah. So, but obviously, like, knowing that I've come back from Northampton, I was getting like, I remember a lot of messages from mm. like, different, different agents or people. Yeah. So, I know that my market value had gone up. Yeah, yeah, and of course. Six yeah, months look. prior to that, obviously, like I said, I had offered some other clubs anyway. So, I've turned around to him and I said, look, obviously, I appreciate your your honesty your honesty and your opinion obviously and i respect your position as my manager yep. but if that's the case then the club may as well pay me off now and i'll go elsewhere like might as well that makes sense that's not a problem so i'm not me staying yeah, here for 18 so months yes yeah, so i'd never had go somewhere now while my market value is high is up, exactly. i like your so thinking man. i'd never had a problem with leaving liverpool yeah you know, i support the club till now you know what i mean yeah of course but i've never had a problem with backing my own ability yeah and doing going you know somewhere I mean? else and yeah. making it there so yeah I have to turn around to the man. Literally, remember, like it was me, just him and him in the office. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, look, you may as well release me now. Like yeah. pay me off because the money you pay me off would be life changing money. Yeah, I could buy my mama house. Yeah, and sign for someone else, and I'm fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? He said to him, and said, no, the club's not in the position uh, right now to pay you off. Liverpool Football Club. Liverpool Football Club is not in the position to pay off the rest of an 18 year old's contract. It'd have been less than a hundred grand, probably. Like <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like that's what I'm saying. So, so th- that's obviously not true. Obviously not true. So he went, so what? So they, let me. So he said to you, "We're not after. We're not giving another contract after this one expires. Mm-hmm. So we've got no plans for you here in the no. future. Yeah, but we're not going to let you go. Go either. Yeah. So obviously when that's happened, obviously I remember like speaking to the agent. Yeah. The agent knows him because obviously the both Alex was like I said he was at Tottenham. Yeah. My agent at the time had loads of players at Harry Tottenham. Kane, Harry Kane yeah, at yeah, Tottenham. Yeah. So this is where it gets quite funny. So Alex knows Harry Kane really well. Yeah. Because obviously he probably played under him and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, so it became a thing where like Alex is now turning around to me and saying, "Tell your agent to come up and speak to us about your future." Uh-huh. Instead of because obviously at the time Harry Kane was due to sign a big deal at Tottenham. Yeah. Instead of worrying about Harry Kane's contract, this that you've Harry Kane's gonna be fine. You're the one that needs the help from your agent right now. But yeah. in, in my head, I'm, I said to him, "I'm like, look, I negotiated my own pro contract. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm more than." capable enough of negotiating my release clause. My release, yeah. I can do the maths and know what I'm owed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, why don't you just deal with me? Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, obviously at the time, so then the agent's like ignoring my calls as well because I feel like he was probably needing favours from Alex or Alex has done him favours in the mm. past or whatever. So, obviously they knew each other, you know mm. what I mean? So, now the agent's ignoring my calls. He's not texting me back. He said, you know what I mean? So, like, so that's my, obviously my bad experience with the agent now. Yeah. And then, I'm not playing, so I'm training, just training every day for the reserves, training Monday to Saturday, so six days a week. You're not, not playing, playing matches? Not playing matches. I'm not even on the bench, like, it's not even that, like, I'm on the, not even on the bench. So what's that, what does that do for an 18-year-old's mental health? What does oh, that do, for, what did that do for your mental? I was, like... Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're blackboard, you're stuck. In my own club, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, you're stuck. I'm still having and to travel to And it's a club who you've been there since you were 13. Yeah. They owed you at least a bit of like... A bit of respect at yeah, least, you know what I mean? Because now I'm 18, I'm, I'm young, but I'm still a man, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So, and then at the time, our reserve squad wasn't big either. Mm. Because the year before that, under Kenny, at least they, they, they narrowed down the reserve squad because back in the day, they used to have like 30, 40 players in the reserves who were not big money. Mm. So the the money that start, they started paying the reserves at Liverpool at the time was much less mm. and the squad was only 10 12 players yeah, yeah. so they take players from the youth team and then put them up you know yeah. that's why I, like i said before i was able to play for the reserves at 16 17 yeah 18 here and there because there was when there was decreasing the side they mm. needed other players from mm. that youth team and stuff like that okay. so if i didn't play for the youth team i'd play for the reserves so i was always playing yeah yeah of course um 
So when that happened, Alex is now playing plays from the youth team above me. Above you? Like bringing trip play. You know what I mean? So I'm training every single day, six days a week, but then he'd bring players in to start above me. Players, he'd even fill up the bench with players before he puts me on the bench. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. I'm going through this every day, like every day for the remaining six months of my first year. Um, the first year yeah, they won't let me go back out alone. Nothing like that. I've tried. They're not letting it happen. Um, so obviously, like my, I've kind of lost my head a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's happened, and the season's finished. Uh, that year, I remember correctly, 2013, we went to go to Ibiza. My friends yeah. cancelled the trip. So not going. Went to see my dad for a week in Paris instead. Yeah. And I came back, and after that, I was just knuckling and working hard. Yeah. Like doing my fitness, running, everything in my head. I'm thinking, right, this guy. For some reason, he doesn't like me, mm. but I'm gonna try and give him like no, um, no reason, no reason, yeah, yeah, to leave me out, yeah. So I'm there, like working hard, this, that, the other, like, and I've come back to the preseason, I'm running, flying, you know what I mean, yeah. like elite tests, all that, like I'm doing really well, like everything, you know what I mean, I'm sharp, and the next minute, it's just still not playing even in the so, minutes. so your teammates must be confused as well. Yeah. Are they not asking questions? Yeah, yeah. So it always gets interesting when your teammates start yeah. asking you questions like, oh, why aren't you playing? Yeah. Why is this 16, 17-year-old kid yeah. on the bench? Yeah. You're not. You're not. You know what I mean? Um, but then it was happening to a couple of other players as well, like one or two or three. So it was almost yeah. like we, we came up with a term, the bomb squad. Yeah. Basically. It was basically like just yeah. plays that no matter what we did, mm. like we just, we just out of favour. There was like mm. three, four of us. Like mm. what? they couldn't tell us. What is that? You'd yeah. I don't understand if like you could say trying to me say you mess about or your behavior. Or yeah, of Fair play. Like if you're gonna treat me that way because of that, fair enough. Yeah. If she said I'm not good enough, would you probably he thought that? Yeah. Fair enough. Then release me. You yeah. Know then I mean? let me go somewhere else. Yeah. So not good enough for here. Okay, yeah, I'll go. Still, bye. Mm -hmm, just still mm -hmm. don't do that. Um. So I'm not playing any games in preseason, and the next minute I've gone to train with Rochdale. Yeah. So they're back in Manchester. So I'm thinking I need to get I need to get out of this club. Train with Rochdale for about a week or so. They were in League Two at the time mm. as well, so they've done really well. Uh, spoke with the manager, spoke with the assistant, spoke with the with mm -hmm. the chairman, mm -hmm. signed forms and everything with them. And they're like, we're going to send these forms over to Liverpool. Liverpool signed them over. We'll, this was on a Friday. We'll see you on Monday. You're going to come with us for the whole season yeah. of my last year contract. The last year, yeah. Sick. Perfect, yeah. I'm go back to, I'm going to play a whole season of games. Yep. I've trained with my team, what the squad was like, a couple of young players. Mm -hmm. Um, it's funny if the, the manager Keith Hill was, he was the manager first team manager at Barnsley at the time okay. so Keith Hill knew about me because when I was on loan at Barnsley. Barnsley with the youth team I trained with the first team a couple of times okay. so he knew about me so yeah. then I kind of got his contact through one of my friends that was at Rochdale yeah, yeah. that's how I got through there so he was like yeah boom signed the deal I'm thinking I'm going to be there for the season we're going to get in contact with Liverpool bring you down I'm gassed yeah. thinking wait for your contract to get out and then yeah so I'm going to be away from Alex play maybe 20 games if I can score five six goals yeah. as an 18 19 year yeah. old stocks gonna shoot up I'm gonna leave Liverpool and then go somewhere else mm. so I'm thinking yeah cool packing my bags I'm gonna go back home I'm gonna live back at my mum's for a bit Manchester amazing all yeah. my support system yeah. everything calm so over the weekend I'm just I remember that weekend I was so happy like mm. packed up my bags everything ready on the Sunday I'm just waiting for the for the cause I've still not got the contract confirmation from Liverpool so I'm just waiting for them yeah once they let me know they just Flew back to Manchester that evening yeah. or in the morning, because uh, we were putting it uh, rushed out at ten o'clock the next day. Yeah. Next minute, I was just I remember I, I was sat on my bed and my phone just goes off like ringing off. So then it was the guy who's the um, who's the head of player care at the time. Uh, who was uh, like the player? Yeah, so, yeah. So it was like the player liaison kind of guy. He gives me a call and goes, oh, "Are you doing okay?" I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm just obviously waiting." Like 
on the contract situation is uh, the soldier goes yeah so a contract's been sorted uh, but we're taking it down a different path the Rochdale deal is no longer on the table but you'll be going up to Scotland with Partick Thistle yeah, tomorrow morning why? I'm like one why and two I was not no disrespect to Partick but I was like who's Partick Thistle yeah 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 so and he's like I'll try to explain like, yeah it's a team that was in the Scottish champ He's been promoted to the Scottish Prem. Um, the manager really wants you. Like they, they've watched you last season, Northampton. They think you're really good. You're, mm. hey, you're young. You're fresh. You're sharp. Like they really want you to go there. They, they really like. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm thinking like, okay, right. Let me try not to, because I always try and have a positive outlook on things. So I'm thinking, try not to get stressed. Mm. And I just said to him, okay, cool, whatever. So they're like, yeah, we've booked you, your your train tickets. Mm. Get to Liverpool, Lime Street in the morning. We're getting the train up to Glasgow in the morning. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, rah, like yeah. I'm, when I went to Northampton, the guy that called me, he drove me down to Northampton. Yeah. So I had like someone from Liverpool with me. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Whilst with this one, I'm just gonna have to get a big suitcase on the train on my own yeah. to go away for six months up in Glasgow. You get me? Um, so when this has happened, I'm like, right, what, what I'm trying not to panic. So I've called up my friend Michael Ngu. Yeah. Uh, so he's my height as well, six foot six, six foot five. He plays as a striker, so he was a year above me. So he was in the year seniors at Connor Cody and them lot. Yeah. Uh, he the year before he spent the year at Hearts and he done mm-hmm. really well. He smashed it. Mm-hmm. So I've called him. I'm like, yo, I'm going to um, Partick. Yeah. Going up to Scotland in the morning. What's the league like? What's it like up there? To, he said, you know what? Like, you don't even have to stress. Like, mm-hmm. just go there and do your thing. Especially playing on the left wing, one v ones, this kind of thing. Yeah. Just go there and do your thing. What you're doing, training, the same positive outlook, yeah, yeah. aggression, all that. You'll be sick. He's like, how long you know, like, six months yet? Cool. You'll be sick. And I was like, they're telling me that like, the manager wants me and all that kind of thing. Like, yeah, just go there. If you just do. Keep your head down. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing. You don't need to do anything out of the blue. You'll go there and smash it. So I'm thinking, sick. Mm. So next day comes, I'm thinking, right, cool. Gone to Scotland. I get there. Pulled up to the club. So I got to the train station, got a taxi, pulled up to the club with this big suitcase. Mm. I'm just thinking, I'm just going to go in and just sign a couple of forms and then they're going to find me a place or whatever. Next minute, I come out, jump out of the cab, and there's like seven, eight paparazzi just in front of me. Like, mad. Mad. So yeah. I'm thinking, like, big news. I'm, yeah, so I'm To thinking. be fair, I, I understand it though. Mm-hmm. It's like, Partick Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, it's like, yeah. no man, no one really knows them. I'll even show you, like, this, I found an article the other day. Yeah. My friend sent it to me. Did that one. Glasgow. Back, yes. back, back on the back of the thingy, the Glaswegian sport, like a big spread. Like yeah, I'm gonna put it on the screen. Send yeah, that to yeah. me. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it on the screen right now. But yeah, that, that so there's a whole article. Yeah, so there's all like on the back pages of all the, like the major newspapers in Glasgow in Scotland. Yeah. So like I said, seven, eight paparazzi just like ready for me. Like there was obviously there was waiting for me to, to get there. Yeah. So taking pictures of me, I'm thinking like, whoa, like what's going on? Mm. Um, so I got to the club. Uh, the manager comes out, greets me. How you doing? And mm. um, my name's what was his name? Alan. Alan Archibald. Mm. Like just that the other so I've put my bag down and I'm walking around the, the stadium scene. Yeah. Like, small stadium, but it's like it's, yeah. it's nice and tight. Yeah. Uh, so there and then he's trying to like obviously tell me like, yeah, they've done really well last year and the, yeah. the Scottish champ. They've got a young squad. Yeah. What he's telling me that like, he's watched me yeah. in Northampton, all this, that the other. Yeah. He thinks that can be like an important asset to them this season. The squad, yeah. Yeah, it's like we're not trying to just stay in the in the in the Scottish Prem. We're trying to like do as best as we can. Yeah, so I think having young players like yourself, I think we're gonna push. We've got like of a player coming and up. And there's all good things to hear as someone who's coming True. on So I'm thinking, do you know what? This could actually be good for you. Good for me. Yeah. You know, it could it turn up being turn up to be better than the bolt than the Rochdale move. Mm. Because like I said, the Scottish champ is you know you've got the likes of Celtic in there and Hearts and Hibs, all these big clubs yeah. and obviously Rangers now. Um 
So obviously he's fully selling me on this dream. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I'm thinking like, say mad, yeah, mad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is something that I think like if I really really do focus here, I can do something amazing. Yeah. So obviously we're walking around there and then we signed a deal, everything. Like I said, there's pictures I was sending me to mm. like paparazzi mm. there, that the other and then they've put me in the hotel for the week whilst I was sorting out my um my accommodation and then trained with the lads the next morning. Everyone's welcoming. There was like mm. one or two players from like other play places they've loaned Online, yeah. young players as well. And then like preseason come played like four games in preseason scored like one or two. Mm-hmm. Start was playing left wing. Yeah. So obviously, but he was telling me that he's gonna put me as a number nine, like okay. central striker. So I'm thinking, okay, like there's yeah. another guy there, uh, Chris Doolin, like mm-hmm. amazing goal scorer. So he was like, I'm gonna be the big one. He's gonna be the little one. Yeah. We'll play off each other, feed off each other. Like I like how you're, you know, you're big, you're very mobile and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think, so I'm thinking, cool, like I'm gonna play yeah, as a number nine. Course. Preseason comes, I just played as a left wing the whole yeah. preseason, but scored like one or two here. Um. And like I said, like I'm just got this positive outlook, you know what I mean? So, because because I'm playing now, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, okay, cool. Let me. I've not played a game at this point for a year, eighteen months. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, yeah. getting myself in the swing of things. Yeah. But I'm training every day. I'm not struggling at all. Yeah. Like it's just it's, everything's in my stride. Yeah. And then the season comes. So beginning of the season. Um. So I remember it was a Friday night game mm. against Dundee United. I think it was like. Sure, it was one of the first ever games for like BT Sport when BT Sport first came around. Okay, yeah. So I remember at the time, like all my friends were like watching it back on home. TV. Yeah, so it was on TV live. So it was on a Friday night. Um, all my friends in Manchester, my teammates in Liverpool, my friends in Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. I've paid. I got I got a pretty big family, so I've paid for all my brothers, my mom, my sisters, amazing. Yeah, everyone yeah. to come up, put everyone up in the hotel. Like amazing. thinking, I've done really well in preseason. I'm one of the better players in the attack. I'm young. You know what I mean? I'm thinking. I'm gonna start. Yeah, you get me. And I'm on TV. TV. Amazing. We're madness. And then if if the, if you did, then it's like our oh, value's gone up. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, Perfect. like this is the perfect opportunity because at that time my fam, my mom and I really got to watch me play like that. Of course. So I'm thinking, like, yeah, this is like the time to to, to show what I can really do. Um, and even remember like one of my friends, like afterwards, he was saying me like, yeah, they were speaking about you, like saying like you're one of the like the danger men for mm. party and this that the other. The obviously. In the change room and he names the squad starting 11. I'm not in the starting 11. You're not starting. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. Do you know what? Stay humble in it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the course. bench. So yeah, I'm thinking, uh, maybe I'll come on at half time. Yeah. Maybe I'll come on second half and try and make things happen and change things. On the bench, game ends 0 0. I didn't come on. Didn't, didn't play, come on at all. Didn't play one minute. So I'm thinking. So, but but you said, if, in your opinion, you're mm-hmm. one of the better players, mm-hmm. attackers. Yeah. And then you said in the game preview, they were, they were talking, talking about, about me. and then McKendy, yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you were fit, mm-hmm. you had no injuries, yeah. and you had a good preseason. Yeah. Why didn't you come on? Did you get a reason? I didn't get a reason. So he just said to me, like, I'll just wait for your chance. We've got another game on Wednesday against a team that we'd already played against in preseason. You'll be involved in that. So I'm thinking, okay, calm. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm not, not going to kick off or anything like that. I'm just going to stay level headed and then take it like that. So Wednesday comes, we play against a team that we'd played against in preseason. Yeah. I started against them and we beat them 3 0. I'm thinking, I'm going to start. Mm. And the next thing, I'm on the bench, same thing again. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I course, 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 I'm not going to kick off, I'm going to stay level headed. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so that game, I think it ended like 0 0 or 1 1 or something, but it went to extra time. So I've yeah. come on extra time. We've ended up winning like 2 1 or something. Yeah. Got the ball cut inside, popped one pass in. The guys turned and played it to someone, and they scored. We ended up scoring. Yeah, um, there's like a f- I remember c- correctly because there was a picture of like, but when it, the goal went in, like yeah. m- me and someone else like running because f- there's 
the guy like still for the goal. Yeah. But there's a picture of me like in the goal, like yeah. so I'm gonna send that to you as well. So yeah, yeah. like was involved in that, you know what I mean? So obviously I'm gassed when we left the stadium. Same thing, I'm in the newspaper singing paparazzi have come to me, oh well done, you was yeah. involved. How does it feel to get your first couple of minutes? Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're hyping me up as well yeah, at the same course. time. Like, how do you, you feel? I'm like, yeah, like, it's good to get a couple of minutes. Mm. But now, hopefully, I can kick on to Saturday and then show everyone what mm. I can really do, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, okay, cool. Got 15 minutes, but let's go again. Course, yeah. Saturday, we're going to uh, Ross County. So if you know anything about Scotland, so... Well, you know, Glasgow's, I don't know anything about Scotland. So Glasgow's obviously from here. Well, from, from, here, from Manchester, Glasgow's like three hours away. Yeah. So it's like up north. But then from... Glasgow, Ross County is like three hours away. Oh, wow. So it's like yeah, yeah. at the top of Scotland. Yeah, yeah, so we yeah. had to travel there the day before. Yeah. We traveled there on a Friday. Um, stayed over there at the hotel overnight. So I'm getting positive feedback in mm. training for the managers. Mm. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm expecting to start. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm expecting to start yeah, this of course, one. At this point. Ross County away. We've not scored many goals. We've only scored two goals. One was a set piece and the other one was like a fumble. Yeah. Um, like none of the attackers at that point had scored either. Um, so I'm thinking I'm expecting to start you know what I mean mm-hmm. at least give me a game to see what I can do from yeah. the beginning uh, so like I said we've gone there on the Friday everything's normal and then we get there um, to the uh, to the stadium on a Saturday morning uh, we've got there like 12 or 12-ish mm. we're, we're all on the pitch chilling normal listening to music doing, doing yeah. the thing and then the manager comes out and he tells everyone to go in and mm. as we're walking in he goes oh Henock like Come, let me let me chat to you for oh, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So usually when that happens is when the manager's trying to give you good news about what you're gonna start. You can yeah, yeah. I want happened. you to do yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know how it goes. So I want you to do this, that. There was something in like when he's pulled me aside, man. I'm like, I got a rush. I'm thinking like, yes, this is this is it. Um. So same thing, and it's like it's a bit of like nostalgia because he turned around to me and asked me like, oh, how do you think we did Wednesday? Similar to like the same Alex. Same as the Alex Singlethorpe conversation. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, I think I only played it 15 minutes, yeah. but I think I done all right. You know, what I mean, a couple of little touches here. I'm glad to glad to win. Hopefully, mm. I can kick on today. He goes, yeah. Whilst I do agree with you, mm. today we're going to try something a little bit different. When he said that, I'm thinking, okay, like like starting me. Yeah, because you but haven't started, yeah. so that is <laughs> yeah. that is what's different. Yeah. So then he's like, um, so today, like you're not going to be involved. You're not in the squad like, at all. At, not, not even on the, on the bench. bench. Not in the squad. Like what? I, like <laughs> I didn't know what to say to him. I just like yeah, silent. Like, because yeah, I just want to try a couple other things. I like, give a couple other people some chances. This that the other. But in my head, I'm thinking, let me give me a chance. Of course. So do you mean give other people chances? Because I'm not I'm had not. my chance. Yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah, I'm gonna give a couple of other people some chances and this that that the other. So I'm thinking like at that time, my, like I don't like my head just yeah, yeah clouded. You know what I mean? So I was just like yeah, like whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Played that game. We lost two one. Yeah. Got on the coach. I remember just slept sleeping the whole way back on the coach to Glasgow. Got back there and then just like I was I remember that day really, really well. Mm. So I was stressed, like stressed. And then got back into training, same thing. I'm every single day I'm trying hard, trying mm. hard, like working hard, trying to improve. Between then, that the Ross County game, that was second league game of the season, mm. up until when I left uh Partick in November. So this is like from something like August, mm. September to November. Mm-hmm. Played no games. Like not even, not even on a bench. Not even like, come on. Not, not even on the bench. Like, not even s- sat on the bench. Not even sat on the bench. Like, but okay. So, if I want to re- rewind a bit, yeah. um, mm-hmm. when you were obviously you were gonna go, you were about to go to Rochdale, mm-hmm. and you got told Rochdale deals off, but part of this were uh, interested in you. Yeah. They wanted to see mm-hmm. the, the coach. Yep. Met you and said, "I've been watching you." Mm-hmm. 
So who lied? What was going on? Well, so this is where it gets to. So when all this is happening in the midst of I'm texting Liverpool, I text Alex Singletop. Yeah. I said, look, Alex, like, it's I'm not, not working playing, out here. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not playing. Like, of course. come here. Like, the manager keeps his time to wait for my chance. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting a month, two months, three months now. I just want to come back to the club. I'd rather train at Liverpool yeah. than train at Partick. Of course. You know what I mean? Even though at Liverpool I wasn't playing, I'd still yeah, improve playing. from the training. Yeah, of course. Like, me and Alex obviously never got on and I don't think great of him, mm. but he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So his training sessions will improve you. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course. I don't like how he dealt with me, don't yeah. get me wrong, but I'll never turn around and come on and say, oh, yeah, he's a terrible coach. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's obviously good at his job in terms of developing players developing and stuff players. like that. Yeah. But it's just how he treats people. is mm. It needs a lot of work. You mm. know what I mean? But then I started texting him and I'm like, look, it's not working out. This, that, the other. And he's just like, well, you're not going to be in any better position being at Liverpool. So we may as well stay up there, but I'm like, well, I'm a Liverpool player. I'm only yeah. on loan here, yeah. and I'm not playing, so it defeats mm. the purpose of me being out on loan. Yeah. Um, and I just said to him, I said, look, I feel like I'm gonna book myself my train, and I'm gonna come back. I'll be at the club on Monday. Yeah. And he turned around to me and said, if you come back, you're gonna get fined, you're gonna get suspended. Um, just like basically start threatening. Me with yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So after these times, I'm like, rah, like, yeah. I'm, my own club don't want me. My own club don't want me. I'm not playing. I'm just training. But then if I go back to my own club. I'm going to st- lose money because one, yeah. I'm going to get suspended, which means I'm not going to probably train for a week or two. Mm. But then I'm also going to lose money, mm. which might be half a month's wage, two weeks' wages. Yeah. So I may as well just stay here, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But these times I'm stressed. So now I'm like, who do I turn to? Because I don't have an yeah, agent. Who do you turn I to? don't, like, every, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. So th- this is where, like, the drinking starts. So yeah. Cause I know I'm not playing at Partick. Yeah. I may as well go out clubbing. You know what I mean? I may as well drink mm. on a Saturday night after the game. If I, I got to a point where I didn't want to go out clubbing no more. Yeah. After 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 a game on Saturday, I've not played. We've lost again. We was mm. getting at one point I remember we it was a, a month where we played Dundee, smashed mm. us five 0 mm. Um Aberdeen beat us five 0 mm. We got beat three 0 by Celtic. Like we was getting thrashed. And then they didn't think, okay, let's try something different. And well, they're, they're talking about trying something different. different. And I'm an attacker. Yeah. Like not giving me the opportunity, you know what I mean? Fans are tweeting me, what's going on? I'm not replying because I don't know what to tell you. The manager just keeps telling me, wait for your opportunity. And bearing, during this whole time, I'm fit. Mm. Bearing in mind, I'm fit. Mm. After training, I'm going to the gym, running extra miles. Mm. Like, the area I lived in was like a pretty posh area. So I'm going jogging on. I'm like, I'm fit. Like, it's probably one of the fits I've been in my career mm. because I was constantly training and just improving my body and yeah. adding a bit of size on this, that, the other. And then it got to the stage where... Um, I'd kind of overworked myself and then I got a little injury so I was out for like a week or two and then so I got pretty close with like the people that were like with the backroom stuff I'm not going to say mm. whose name or whatever because he really helped me out Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was one of the people like one of the coaching staff basically at Liverpool no 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 at Partick, at Partick yeah okay. so he's now turned around to me and said like look why, like, why, aren't you, why aren't you playing have you fell out with the manager or something even like, he doesn't know yeah so I'm like whoa like yeah, of course. how do you not know like you're part of the coaching staff. I'm hoping you can tell me, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, why I'm not playing. And he's like, all right, cool, do you know what, yeah, like, give me a couple of days. Yeah. I'll find out for you because of course. it's a bit baffling because yeah. even players ask me, like, yo, you feel like the manager? I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. But when this coaching staff starts asking me, I'm like... And it's like, yeah, there must be something. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, okay, maybe it's not me. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Of course, of course, of course. If it was, then they'd know, you know what no. I mean? Um, a couple of days later, he comes back to me and he's like, because um, basically I, I was having to do some treatment like, on my shin and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, I got a kick. So after training one day, he pulled me aside. He goes, oh, like, come, come for some treatment. But I said, well, okay. And he's like, mm. oh, like, keep it quiet between you. Mm. I spoke to basically the manager and stuff mm. like that about your situation. And uh, I was like, oh, why are you not playing? Mm. He was like, whisper, whispering to me. Yeah. And then he's like, basically, 
what they found out is, is the manager is not the reason I'm not playing. It's above him. The chairman is friends with someone at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm up here at, at Partick is because he's doing someone at Liverpool a favour by getting me out of the way. No way. I lost my head. No Bro, way. When he told me this year, obviously I know it is. I know 100% it can't be no one else but Alex. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How's that? Like, in football, everyone knows each other. So, like, obviously Alex is, work, is now the academy director of the club. This yeah, guy yeah, was yeah. like, the guy who's the chairman of Partick is the next player. So, Alex is the next player himself. To yeah. I don't know. So they must have they'll, 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 they'll dealt with each other one way or another. Because that's, that's the same thing in football. So, I've lost my head. That's mad. Lost, like, bro. Like, but bear in mind, I've been dealing with this for a year as well at Liverpool. So yeah, yeah, I'm still course. 19, so I'm like, you know what I mean? So this is where, like like I said, it's little things that are building up, building up. That's that, it's mad because, like, it's, it's as I'll, and, and, and if, if you want to go all the way back, we don't see, this all starts from Kenny Dalglish getting sacked. Like, no one notices, like, mm-hmm. a, a manager gets sacked, mm-hmm. it affects plays in so the academy. Many. It makes a bit, it, yeah. You, you just think it's the first team because these mm-hmm. managers manage the first team. No, it goes down. From Kenny Dalglish getting sacked, mm-hmm. your whole career path changed yeah. into you now being at Partick Thistle, yeah. and now you're saying that the only reason you find out the only reason you're there is because they just want to kind of get you out of the way, push you out of the way, mm-hmm. and he's doing a favour. So the chairman's probably saying to the manager, I don't really want this guy here anyways. Yeah. Which have him here because I'm doing my, my guy a favour. Just make don't sure you don't play. Don't play him. Mm-hmm. And because the weird thing was, yeah, when I was at Partick, Liverpool was paying my That's whole wage. Bad. You know what I mean? Like, Liverpool was paying my, my whole wage Yeah, they were paying your wage still, right? When I was at Northampton, if I played, Northampton would give me three, four hundred pound here. You know I mean? My yeah. appearance bonuses, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, Northampton were paying for my accommodation, all that kind of stuff. But when I was at party, Liverpool paid for everything. So it made sense that they literally paying to get me out of the way. Get out of the way, Instead yeah. of just paying me off and letting me leave. Yeah. And then, what, then that, that happens. So obviously I'm there. So my loan was meant to finish in January. At the end of, like, November... I get a call from the guy that told me that I was going to 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 uh, to, um, to Partick. Mm. So he now calls me. He's like, oh, "How's it going? Is things okay?" I'm like, "Not really. Mm. I'm not playing." He's like, "Okay, cool. I'll be. I'm coming up to Scotland in mm. two, three days." Actually, do you know what? The only like good good bit I can say because about good about Scotland is when one of the people that came to see me, funny enough, was um, is now head of player care at Norwich. Mm. I think I mentioned it to you before. Yeah, you did. A guy called Norwich. Clive Cook. Yeah. Um, and the um, is now Norwich's director of football, a guy called Stuart Weber. Uh-huh. They're the only people that checked in on me and made sure I was fine. They came yeah. out, which is, which is actually quite weird because they came out thinking I was going to play. Yeah. It was like second game or third game of the season. And then when I got there, I wasn't even on the bench. Mm. Like, they were, even, they were shocked. I ended up sitting with them in the stands and they could just, I remember speaking to them like not too long ago and they were saying, look, we could tell you was like, you was down in it. Yeah. And after that, I was like speaking with them and stuff like that. That's, they're the only people that like even cared a bit because they yeah. came up to see me you know what I mean um, but apart from that like I said so he's now messaged me this guy at Liverpool he's like oh yeah I'm going to come up and see you in a couple of days yeah. with a couple of things we need to speak about so when he's saying that I kind of knew exactly what he was going to say Yeah. Uh, so then three days pass he comes to the, he comes up to he drives up from Liverpool all the way to Glasgow Yeah. three, four hours and then we've gone I remember properly we've sat in a Costa Coffee some mm. random Costa Coffee off the motorway mm. and then he was trying to like it's gonna make me eat and talk to my like, nah, mm. just cut to the chase mm. in it. And he's like, Oh yeah, well, um, we've been monitoring your progression here mm. and obviously because you've not really progressed, uh the club's now turned around and decided that they want to pay you off when you get back to the club. 
Well, now I don't want to pay you off. Now I don't want to pay me off because I've not played now. My market value is down. Now you want to pay me off. So when that's happened, I was just like, well, I just said to him, look, well, I don't know why they've sent you all the way here. You could say this to me on the phone. Yeah. But we'll deal with, we'll, we'll deal with this mm-hmm. in January when I get back to the club. This mm-hmm. is that end of November. And then obviously you could tell that I was a bit annoyed. No, I was very annoyed of even. Let's say. Um, so then that's happened. And then they've, um, Mr. Coltier said, he's gone back down to Liverpool. And then Partick, bearing in mind my contract's meant to end in January, Partick yeah. managers now turn around to me at the beginning of December. It's like, yeah, it's not really worked out here for you and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's best that you go back down to to uh, Manchester. Yeah. We've spoke with Liverpool. They don't expect you back in until January. Yeah. You can spend the rest of December and Christmas time with your family. So the rest of December, I basically not even the best. Yeah, you're about a club basically. I was, I'm signed to a club, but yeah. I didn't train for the whole of December. Because Liverpool, they said that they did not expect me back until after New January. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then you know, like, yeah, you're needing me. Basically. But then I ended up getting a call like, a couple of days before Christmas when I was back in Manchester. Like, yeah, you need to be back for Boxing Day. Like, training on Boxing this Day. This kind of treatment surely, like, isn't right. It's like, not. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean? with the same to us, yeah, you need to back up. I'm thinking, okay, cool. Like, I'm stressed, but let me go back. Yeah, yeah. You need to be back on Boxing Day. Yeah. So, obviously, it means you can't go out at Christmas. Christmas, yeah, yeah. can't do anything mad. Training Boxing Day. P- training the day after a game two days later. So, we've um, so I've gone back, trained Boxing Day, and we had another training session, and then a game the day after. Yeah. So, we've trained Boxing Day after Christmas. Obviously, everyone's, like, annoyed, whatever. A couple of managers a bit drunk from the night before, mm. coaching staff. They'd obviously, a lot of people go out Boxing Day. Yeah. So obviously I've stayed in. Bearing in mind, I've got every right to go out. <laughs> you course, know what I mean? Yeah, because I know I'm not going to play in two days. I've stayed in, like yeah. behaving myself, just that the other. A couple of players went out Boxing Day. Yeah. And then trained the next day. And then they still started on the, I think it was like 20, 28th or 29th, whatever yeah. the game was. Calm, whatever. Yeah. And the next minute, uh, something happened with like social media in the club. And they're like, okay, cool. Nobody go out New Year's Eve because mm. we've got a game on the second. Second. So we need you guys to be yeah, sharp because yeah, yeah. we lost the game before Boxing Day or whatever. Yeah. Boom. Same me trying to be professional again. I've mm. stayed in like stayed in. this that level. Tell me how yeah we trained on when is it? Was it New Year's Day? New Year's Day we trained. Yeah. We trained for if I remember correctly, it was a half an hour. Half an hour. The manager didn't come out. Alex himself didn't come out to do training. The only person that that took training was the fitness coach. Yeah. And he was drunk. Like, he was drunk. Like <laughs> he was still like hungover. So everyone went out. Half of every like, everyone went out. It was only like me and two other foreign lads that didn't go out. Like, like at this time, so the likes of like Connor Cody that was already up with the first team at this yeah, point. Of course. So, but it was like us and the, the young guys. Yeah. And stuff like, everyone went out. Like I was fuming. Like I was, you know, I was yeah, raging. You know what I mean? Everyone's got. Barely even had a training session, anyways. Thirty minutes. Done. Warm up. Fifteen minutes and fifteen minutes passing drill. That's yeah, it. Said, yeah, done. There's no one here. Let's yeah, and I was, I was fuming. I remember I was grabbed one ball, kicked it. I was like, yo, yeah. like you're not taking the mick because yeah, I'm here. Professional working yeah, my socks yeah, off. Yeah. I'm not even playing, yeah. and you're like the ones that are starting, are going out, coming in drunk. Their players are like, oh yeah, I got a little niggle here because the yeah, of course, yeah. So, so that's happened. Then a couple of days later, when Alex, obviously the fitness coach goes and tells Alex that I was kicking off, and it's that the other Alex pulls me in. It's like I heard you was kicking off, and I said, yeah, because it's not fair that these players they're not going to get punished. Yeah, but me who's not done anything wrong. Yeah, and he's always like, oh yeah, but you already know the situation here. So like, no, I'm like, well. You've not really been clear with me. You've not given the reason why. Of course. Because if I'm not good enough and you're still keeping at the club, then 
give me a reason tell mm. me what I can improve on this that the other because I want to get better as a player anyway you know what I mean yeah um and then yeah so then so that's happened and he's pulled me for another meeting again like look the club want to pay you a certain amount like mm. if you accept it the money will be in your account tomorrow mm. and you can leave I'm like no so yeah. I've started being stubborn now okay. because I understood why they was doing it yeah because okay. if I leave now no one's going to take me because mm. I've not played a game for the past 18 months yeah basically since Northampton yeah so my market value is down like mm. down in the mud so it doesn't make sense so obviously I'm now stalling in Liverpool mm. whilst trying to get my old contacts back mm. I'm trying to get all of the Sheffield United the Leicesters and you know I'm trying to speak course, to them yeah. to look trying to explain to them a bit about what's going on and trying to see if they'll take me I'll take you yeah um, so then I end up getting a contact with Sheffield United Leighton Orient and Swindon Town yeah Um. so when that's happened I've um got to a certain stage of these times like, like I said I'm still like training every single day mm. he's now making me train with a youth team like he's he's punishing me yeah. and actually take it back so <laughs> I almost forgot about this one so this is one this is where like my head like fully went so obviously um, being at Liverpool our team we had a lot of international players so most Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you're English, you played for England. If you was... Scottish, whatever, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I'd been involved with, like, night under 19s, I'd like, been away training and stuff mm. like that, but I never, like, played any games, so mm. I've been on standby a couple of times mm. with England, but I played for Congo national team, so mm. under 18s, 17s, 19s, 20s, mm. so when I've got back from Scotland mm. that year, I'm familiar correctly with the under 20s African nations, Yeah. so African nations, the under 20s one, used to be televised on Eurosport, okay, yeah, and at the yeah. time, I think... Um, Congo was one of the like the favourites that year. Okay. So that year we had like we had quite a few sick players from players from Standard Liège, mm. from PSG, Kipembe, mm. and all. That. Mm. So I played with him. Yeah. When I was oh, Congo Pembe, and stuff yeah. like yeah. So yeah. Was, I'll get onto that one as yeah, well yeah. with the PSG story. But we um when I got back from Scotland, so Congo have sent me a letter. Yeah. And they're like, look, we want this is the January when I got back to Liverpool. So this is like a, a, about a week or two mm. after the New Year incident and when Alexis had a word mm. with me. So Congo sent a letter to the club saying, look, we want Henock to come and feature in the African yeah. nations for us. He's, I've played for him before, this, that, the other. Cool, everything. I'm thinking, I'm going to go to African nations, mm. smash it. Yeah. Couple of clubs, yeah, wherever. Yeah, market goes up a bit again. Yeah. And then I'm leaving Liverpool in six months anyway, yeah, so yeah, I'll even come back and take the payoff and I'm, someone else will yeah, sign yeah, me. Perfect so time, I'm thinking, sick. You know what I mean? Because I, I already know if I go there, I'm going to start. Yeah, Like, of course. guaranteed. Um, so I'm thinking I'm going to go African nations. 
Next minute, Alex brings me to a meeting. Says you're not going. What do you mean you're not going? You're not going, and the reason he gave me that I'm not going is because Congo at the time, because the under twenties, they said that um they didn't they weren't gonna pay for my flight. I had to pay for my own flight, but they did reimburse me the money after the tournament. Yeah, which I'm like that's normal because I've yeah. done that last year. Yeah, I've done that the year before, so. I've got enough money to pay for my own flights because yeah. I was only moving to Belgium anyway. Yeah. So I was playing basically paying my flights to Belgium yeah. and then they would play the flights to wherever the country yeah, yeah. was and, yeah. and they'd reimburse my Belgian flights yeah, yeah. after. So it was only like yeah. £100. Yeah, £100. You know I mean? yeah. like, nope, you're not going to African nations. Like that dis- that one there, that's the one that like destroyed me the most. <laughs> you know I'm fuming. I mean? Like, and my thing's always been, yeah, like, I just want an opportunity. Of course. I'm not saying I'm Ronaldo or Messi. Like, I just want an opportunity to play football. Yeah. Prove how good I can be. Yeah. And improve, in, you know what I mean? And just make a career at myself. But this guy is, the way the treatment just wasn't, yeah. wasn't right at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, these times, like I said, I've not got an agent. Yeah. Um, the last agent I had, like, messed everything up. And now I've literally got no one fighting my corner. You mm. know what I mean? Like, no one at the club's fighting my corner. No one's speaking to him and saying, look, Maybe we should release him and just pay him yeah, off. Yeah, of course. Eighteen months ago, you know what I mean. But now I think, do you think if you um, if you had an agent, mm-hmm. like an actual agent yeah, that cared agent. about you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, things would have turned out yeah. differently. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because I feel like they maybe they were able to play you around. Yeah. Because they knew you didn't have any representation. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And someone who's like an older person, a man who cares about your best interests, yeah. to say to them, "No, this yeah. isn't right. We're doing to my even, client." Even if let's say, like, obviously, like I said my dad lives in Paris. Yeah. If let's say I had like my dad around or someone like that, anyone, any of some a sort, male like, figure. Yeah, because you're would, young. Yeah, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't have, um, they wouldn't have played me because I've seen it in my own two eyes where having certain agents in your corner as an agent mm. makes you as a player. You know what I mean? You will get. Certain opportunities. Players have got opportunities yeah, based on their agents. Their agents, yeah. I've seen it firsthand at Liverpool themselves, yeah. like, and I've seen the way Alex has dealt with other agents, yeah. certain players where he treats them with the most respect. He yeah. doesn't speak to players a certain way because of who the agents, of who are. Their agents are. Yeah, so but with me, because I've got no representation, it's almost like I can take advantage of yeah, it. Yeah. And then, so obviously, after that's happened, the African Asian thing, my head's gone. Mm. And then, like I said, he's making me train with the youth team. And then it got to a point where it starts. Make him train with the reserves again, mm-hmm. but as a centre back now. So he's moved you back to, yeah. and you haven't played centre back since you're like, what, 13? Yeah, about 13. But I was like, do you know what? I'm just taking it in the stride. I'm just, like I said, I'm still working hard. I'm yeah. really like a proper, proper hard worker, working every day. This, that, you know, and then, and then the, only, the only two games I've ever played under Alex, it was both at centre back. Yeah. And both games, no goals were scored. Yeah. And then this is where they like, they, they played with my head as well. Yeah. yeah. So they, they brought me in for another meeting. This was like, this was three weeks before I actually left the club. Yeah. They brought me for a meeting and said, look, okay, cool. For the past like three, four weeks, you've been training as a centre-back with your height, mm. you've been left-footed. Do you think you can be able to do something? Progress there. Yeah. How do you feel about playing centre-back? I said, look, I've never complained about playing a certain position. Yeah. I've played centre-back before, played left-back, played left-wing, played striker. I just want the opportunity to play football, yeah. enjoy my football and make a career. He said, yeah, and I used people like Jamie Carragher as an example. Jamie Carragher used to be a centre-mid or a striker when he was younger, mm-hmm. and I was, he was a centre-back, yeah, you know what I mean? So I said, look, yeah. I was like, look, I'm more than happy to do so if needs be. And then the obviously turned to me and said, yeah, okay, cool, we're going to give us a couple of days. We may extend your deal by the further year yeah. and give you a year as a centre-back to see how you do, because then with the manager, you maybe get more opportunity with the first team, because now you're a tall defender, course, yeah, you yeah. get me? And you're quick as a defender, you're strong, good in the air. I'm thinking, okay, like, 
I don't know what's going on, but you know what I mean? This could yeah. be a turn, a, a complete 360 of events. So they're now obviously like turning around to me and saying, look. Send it back, we can, send, back, we we can, can play in the yeah. So obviously, like, like I said, with, with the manager and things like that, we could look to push you forward with the first team mm. if you're willing to play. So I said, look, I'm, that's not a problem. Mm. Like, I'm more than happy to play anywhere. Yeah, of course. Like, you, you can ask you any You just want to be a professional footballer. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I enjoy playing football. Yeah. Whether it's defending, attack, you know what I mean? I just enjoy playing football. So they're like, yeah, g- like, give us a couple of days, we'll get back to you. Just like the other. Didn't hear nothing back. Um, there was a week where they just maybe trained with the youth team the whole week. Um, there was times where I trained, like, don't get me I trained with the first team here and there. There was mm. one time, like, the previous season where I trained with the first team. We were playing against West Ham, so they needed someone to kind of emulate what Andy Carroll does and stuff like that. So they brought me in. Yeah. Like that. Also, what, like what, what was those sessions like? Training with the first oh, team? Oh, it was ridiculous. What like was it like? Ridiculous. What does, like, who, obviously, that, that that's the Brendan Rodgers team. So, Gerard, Gerard Suarez, uh, Suarez, Sturridge was there, Sturridge, right? Sturridge, yeah. Liam Sterling would have been yeah, yeah. up into mm-hmm. the first team so by then. Yeah, so, and the good thing about that is every time I went up to the first team, yeah. a lot of my friends were up there already. So, yeah. they had Raheem, Connor Cody, yeah. Andre Wisdom, yeah. John Flanagan. Yeah. Sousos yeah. like Jordan Ibe, or yeah, everyone was yeah. up there, you know what I mean? So I didn't feel out of place because yeah, yeah, if I was going there, I'd just tell one of my friends to come pick me up. Yeah, we'd I'm go together. coming with them, you know yeah. what I mean? Obviously, we, we'd have our own changing room, yeah, yeah, but on the pitch, like yeah. th- that's my mandem, yeah, like yeah. out of you know, though we were the first team and I was yeah. reserves, yeah. we'd still chill together every single day, so yeah, they yeah. still my boys, innit? Yeah, yeah, um, so but I remember the f- I remember one of the first times I like went up with the first team properly on my own. Um, I was nervous. Yeah. And I remember like I was on the pitch like tying my laces like that. I was yeah. down. Yeah. And then um, someone tapped him on the back. Yeah. So I turned around and um, I look up and it's Steven Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> and he's, I, I don't get, I've never got, I've only been like starstruck twice. And yeah. the first one was Steven Gerrard. Yeah. And the second one was uh, Ian Wright when I was at Northampton. Oh yeah. Steven Gerrard like when he came up to me like, and I was like, oh, and what's your name? I'm like, oh, I think, this time, I think I was like 17. First yeah. time I played with, trained with the first team. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, Henock. Yeah, so I shut my hands like, oh, I'm Steven. Obviously, just yeah. train well, do your thing. No pressure. Yeah, of course. And, and it's, it's quite funny because he always says like, look, if any of these like try to give you any shit, just stick up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then um, next minute, the person comes next to me after Steven Gerrard was Louis Suarez and he goes, hey, what's your name? Because yeah. obviously someone told him I was a striker because yeah, okay. he was doing some like attacking drills mm-hmm. at the beginning. And then I'm like, he's like, Louis, I'm like, oh, like, Henock, this that, the other. And yeah. then obviously, like, Raheem, Coutinho, all them, like, came out and we were yeah. doing, like, some drills with the, mm. the attackers and that. But, yeah, like, with the first team, it was calm. Like, because of the intensity trained with the reserves, mm. it was like that, but, like, 100% throughout the whole session. With the reserves, yeah. sometimes you can slack off a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. or we may lower the intensity. Yeah. But with the first team, it was just 100% the whole stop. way through. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the concentration had to be a lot more. Yeah. And then when you train with the first team, it gives you a certain drive because you're like, mm. that's how I want to train every yeah, day. Every that's day. How I so when you go back to day. reserves, you yeah, step it up. Yeah. Exactly. So so it was that that hunger there because obviously mm. if you train well with the first team, you know, like, okay, cool. I know I can do that. Mm. So I need to concentrate more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so that was amazing. And like I said, the only like proper opportunity I got at the time, um, it was... A game against West Ham. This was like back in first first year as a pro. Yeah. Um. Like I said, was playing against West Ham. Andy Carroll. I think he had a, in his contract he could play against Liverpool. Oh. Okay. He, I don't think he ended up playing that game. I think he got injured. Mm. But I was basically emulating what those like how West Ham played. Yeah, so it was like long balls yeah. into Andy Carroll. 
holding them off. So yeah. I think it was like skirtle and aggro at the time, just pinning them. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Light work, like yeah. literally, and then trying to lay off to the to the to, yeah. the, to the attackers and stuff. Yeah. And then some of the like some of the stuff you'd seen training, some of these first team players do is mm. like ridiculous. Like I was here, yeah. Steven Gerrard, I remember that that session and. Jose Enrique was in the corner yeah. and he had a ball and he had, like, he had like three, four men around him. Yeah. And then Gerard was like 10 yards, 15 yards away from him. Mm. But Enrique's like pinged the ball into him. Yeah. Like mid-air, like fizzed knee height. Fizzed it in hard, knee height. Bearing in mind, Steven Gerrard is right-footed. Yeah. He's controlled the ball with his left foot yeah. on the outside of the boot. Uh-huh. Flipped it around, um, I think it was Jordan Henderson that was yeah. going to tackle him. Like touched it on the outside of his left foot. Flipped yeah. it around Jordan Henderson, like flipped it around. Yeah. And ball bounced once on a half volley is pinged it like 40 yards <laughs> to if i remember correctly it was coutinho on the out wide and yeah, yeah yeah and he did that within like two seconds yeah, yeah. i remember my friend who um craig rodden was training with the first team together yeah. when he did that yeah craig looked at me and looked back at me and went wow <laughs> yeah like it was it was just a re- but he did it so smoothly yeah, yeah exactly it was, it, oh, like scary ability yeah. you know what i mean so like so the experience with the first team was always really good yeah um by the time I, I got to have a couple of conversations with Brendan, mm. so and I remember turning around to him and I said, "Look, at that point he was bringing me up a lot with the first team." I said, "Look, mm. at the moment, Brendan, like you're giving me opportunities to train with the first team. One time I even trained with him the day before a game, mm. which usually doesn't happen unless you're going to be involved. Of you course, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the match um, so yeah, so I'm like, obviously you like what I bring to the table or mm. whatever not, but I'm not playing any games with the reserves mm. and I'm not being given an opportunity to even play these games." Mm. Like what's going on? Do you know what's happening with the reserves? Mm. I decided to then. I said I'm aware of like certain players. Obviously, they're the Morgans and mm. Connor Cody's and Flanagan's. But obviously, with what's going on with you, I think you said you'll have to speak with Alex and stuff. I said yeah, but Alex is telling me one thing. Yeah, of course. But then you're telling me another thing. When I train with you guys, you're telling me I'm doing well. Mm. I'm a young, like up and coming player. You're speaking to me as if I've got a future at the club. Yeah. Whilst my reserve manager is telling me exactly. that I don't. So then Brendan just turned to me and said, yeah, like, okay, I'll have a word with Alex and we'll yeah. see where we can take it from there. After that, <laughs> I never trained with the first yeah, team ever again. So first Alex obviously <laughs> did probably you. like that. Obviously, I spoke to the first team manager about the situation yeah, and then never took me forward. But yeah, so like I said, after that, them trying to get me to play centre-back again, never heard anything again. Mm. And I just like lost my head. So training with the youth team wasn't challenging. Of course, yeah. Um, like in terms of like intensity, I'm way ahead of them. Yeah. I'm physically much stronger. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I wasn't getting any better. You know what I mean? So in the end, I just turned around to them and said, look, do you know what? I'm just, whatever's left of the payoff, just pay me off. Yeah. And I'll I'll find my own way. Whatever. These times yeah. I had like Sheffield United's contacts and all these cover mm-hmm. other teams. Um, so when that's happened, they've paid me off. Um, I, think I'm, I'm, I think I had like seven, eight months left on my lease yeah. at Liverpool at the time. Moved out my apartment that day. Yeah. Went back to my mum's and I was just... And that's when, like, the the horrible stuff, like, really, really hit me. Like, it got really dark. So, obviously, when I've gone there, the motivation, like, mm. it just, like, took out of me. So, obviously, I'm thinking, okay, cool. Like, I didn't... Actually, no, I went on holiday that year, but it was mm. just... You know what I mean? I've gone back, spoke to Sheffield United, and then I was like, okay, cool. Like, we basically... Yeah. Yeah, like, we, we know who you are. We tried to sign you, and you know that, obviously, you were saying when yeah. you were younger. Um, they basically said... We'll, we'd look to sign you for maybe a two or three year period. Come in, let's have a conversation. Yeah. If you like what we kind of plan for you, yeah, yeah. we could we can offer you a long term deal because I'm only 20 at the time. Yeah, yeah. So you're still a young player. We can offer you a three year deal or something like that. Same thing with Leighton Orient. They wanted to see me train for two, three days. Rusty Slade was the manager at the time. They was in League One. 
remember like the agent that I started working with, it was mm. an African agent at the time. Um, he kind of sorted that out. And then a friend of mine who was at Liverpool before with me, who's now at Swindon, mm-hmm. got me in touch with the manager. And the manager's like, okay, cool. Like, I can't know who you are. Like, this idea come train with us for a week. If you like you, I'll offer you a two-year deal. You're still only 20. You know what I mean? I'll mm-hmm. give you a chance. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. Come back from my holiday. Got myself fit. You know what I mean? This, that, the other. And then the first one was Sheffield United. So the day was meant to go there to Sheffield United. Me and the agent was meant to go now. I was meant to meet the agent there. Mm-hmm. I turned up to the club to um, to share green in Sheffield at the, at the training ground. Agent's nowhere to be seen. Then I call him. Nothing. He's not there. Nothing. And then I go to the... You know, I'm just going to go to the reception. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't know who the point of contact was at Sheffield. United. Of course, yeah. So I've gone there and I introduced them. said, look, obviously, I've left Liverpool. And he's speaking about me possibly trialing and signing the club. Um, just like the other. And they brought someone out. I think it's one of the first team coaches at the time. I forgot the guy's name. But he's then come to me and said, oh, um, didn't your agent tell you that the deal's been pulled off the table? You've gone through so much shit. But, like... I'm now trying to call the agent. Yeah. I'm trying to call him. Nothing, nothing. Got myself back on the train, back to Manchester. When I got back home, the agent now called me. He's like, oh, uh, how are you doing? You okay? I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, you just came from Sheffield. You just came from Sheffield. Where was you? He's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, sorry. Oh, um, yeah, they got in contact with me like two, three days ago. Um, saying that the deal may be off the table, but don't worry though. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on something else for you. Like, don't worry. When they get back, you're playing. This, that, the other. Just stay positive. You know what I mean? I'm trying not to lose my head but these times bear in mind like I said I've got f- four brothers two sisters yeah living in a three bedroom three bedroom yeah. house at my mum's yeah so it's not an ideal living situation yeah of course, you know of course, I mean? course. Um, so like I said so that's happened I'm losing my head and then next minute um, we go to Russell Slade so okay cool uh, Leighton Orient so agents took about a week Leighton Orient packed my bags I'm thinking I'm gonna go down to Leighton Orient train for a week hopefully sign mm. Russell Slade gives, calls me on the Sunday mm. he's the late and orient manager at the time he's like Kendi how you doing son you okay it's Russell Russell Slade I'm like mm. yeah I'm good this, that, the other. he goes um, how you feeling I said I'm good he goes you fit I goes yeah I'm fit he goes um, like how are you feeling about like living in London I said I got friends in London yeah. got family in London I got, at that point I was going to London quite a lot yeah. I said it's, it's not a problem like I'm I, mm. I kind of, if anything, I want to. I need a mm. change of scenery mm. anyway, because uh, I've lived up north all my life. Uh, this that the other it goes, yeah, um, yeah. I understand that. It goes. I really want to give you just this chance, um, and you need to you need to prove me right, and you need to prove me. You know, you need to prove me wrong about what I've heard about you and what a lot of people are saying about you. And what was the what? Are and I, in my head, and I, this this time I'm thinking, what's he talking about? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just. Obviously, trying to not to to annoy him, basically. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And so he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, I know you've got a lot of problems with your attitude. I know you think you're the it, like you're basically like yeah. dog's bollocks. I know you think you're this, that, that, the other. Obviously, I know you're really talented, but your attitude comes first. So I might have thinking, he's definitely not talking about me. Yeah. Probably talking about my brother. <laughs> my brother, like, your brother played professional as professional well. Professional right? as well. So my brother was like a bit more hot headed than yeah. I am. Um, and you got the same surname, so maybe you got confused. Exactly. So, uh, but obviously, people were using this stigma, like the same thing. So, when my brother, there was a certain manager that hated my brother, and yeah. he just completely locked my brother off. Yeah. But when they're using the same kind of certain surname, yeah. he was using it with me as well, and yeah. certain people knew that. Of course. Um, so obviously, he's now telling me like this, that, the other. 
And the next minute, the agent calls me like half an hour later. Um, and then he's like, oh, Russell Sage just called me and he's telling me um, he's not um, really convinced. He's heard some bad things about your attitude and mm. this, that, that. So as soon, as soon as the agent, obviously, Russell Sage is telling me that I'm still going there tomorrow, the yeah, next yeah. day. But then the agent's now calling me saying that Russell Sage's having doubts. Doubts, yeah. So I said to the agent, I said, you know what? There's no point in me going. Yeah. Because I'm not going to get a fair chance anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just let's, let's scrap it. Because that just like left a bad taste in my mouth anyway. So I knew I wasn't going to get a fair chance. And then after that, we ended up managing to get a... So the, the so that was a late in Orient one. So we ended up managing it in a trial at Berry FC, mm-hmm. which is local Manchester. Yeah. I've gone down to Berry. Kevin Blackwell's the manager now. Kevin Blackwell's so the same thing. I get there, Berry, like 20 minutes from my house. Got there at the stadium. Went in the corridor because the manager was having meetings with everyone. And uh, so when it got to my turn, um, he's like, next. So we were like, going in. Yeah. There was like seven trialists. So we've yeah. gone there. And he's like, oh, leave, leave the door open, son. Go sit down. Like, but he's like very stern with me. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, sit down. He goes, and he literally looks at me like in the face, is like, right. So I've heard a lot of things about your attitude. So even the Barry manager's now saying this. So something's circling around. That I've got a bad attitude. Your ref- so it's, it's, I'm guessing it's your reference at Liverpool. Exactly. Saying. Yeah. Because they all call Liverpool and say, how's he? How is he? Yeah. So this, so which is what I found out later on. Okay. Um, because it was happening to another player, um, okay. which I'll get onto in a minute. Okay. Um, so he's then turned around and he's like, yeah, Mackendi, I know there's a lot going on about your attitude. Mm. I want to give you um, a fair chance here. I'm all about fair chance and young players. And mm. he's obviously giving me this big speech, but mm. basically shouting at me. Yeah. And then the doors open doors as open, well. Yeah. So when I've got out, so it's just like, yeah, get out, get changed, out on the pitch in 20 minutes. So I'm thinking, mm. right, okay, cool. Mm. When I've got out, the players that were on trial, as I was waiting in the corridor, I was like, right, what was that about? Mm. Like, yeah, no, it was like, he thinks I'm my brother, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah. But then with them, we'd had a conversation prior saying, if I do well, I'll sign a two-year deal. Yeah, The money wasn't great because mm. they're not a very rich very, club, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. local Manchester and they're playing in League One at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Opportunity is amazing, more than the money. So before actually before I left the office, he's now turned around to me and said, yeah, I want, you, I want basically, I was, meant to, I was meant to be there for the week. Mm-hmm. The, the conversation ended with me being he's now saying yeah you've got three days to impress me mm-hmm. and if you do well in them three days I'll get you a one year deal so he's half but, but originally it was you got a week there and then I'm going to get a two, two year deal so these, these are things that so imagine me now going into training what's my mindset going into training yeah, after that conversation yeah, yeah yeah same thing I didn't get a r- correct opportunity we didn't like we're doing we're doing I'm a striker mm. or an attacker mm. but yeah he's putting me with the midfielders to do midfielders drills mm. and like the, the whole thing just didn't give me a fair yeah, chance yeah, so yeah, that didn't yeah. happen and then a couple of months later a couple of months have passed but this time I'm just running on my own training mm. on my, you, but you can only stay motivated for so long yeah of course um, um, and then this time a friend of my cousin my friend, one of my friends was at Swindon mm-hmm. a goalkeeper at the time so he's give, got me the manager's number so I spoke with the manager mm-hmm. same thing with him Mark Cooper's like yeah okay cool come down you can train with us for two weeks mm-hmm. I'm thinking yeah like mm. two weeks is more than enough you know what yeah, I mean yeah. um so I'm thinking sick. This is like a couple of months after. And then next minute, he calls me. Same thing the day mm. before I go down. He's like, oh, Henock, I'm really sorry, but we're gonna, you won't be able to come in on trial. Uh, the chairman um, is looking to basically bring in some other players and we don't want any trialists in and stuff like that. We're taking people in from like on loan instead. Yeah. Three, four days later, tell me how they bring in three players from Liverpool on loan. From Liverpool? To Swindon. Like. Yeah, you. someone's... Blacklisted you. I You've been completely blacklisted. Yeah, yeah, so I lost my head. Yeah, yeah. Like lost my head, and then 
I was speaking to one of my friends while I was at Liverpool. They were for a kid called Yulani Bayo. Uh-huh. So I'm telling them what's happened to me at Swindon. And he's yeah. like, bro, the same thing happened to me two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And then he's like, actually, um, when I was on the phone to him, sorry, his agent was there. Mm. And he was like, oh, um, like who, who's that? Is that Henock? Yeah. And then yeah. he goes, oh, put me on the phone to him. Yeah. So the agent's like, oh, like, yeah. Like, mm. he's, he's now the one that's telling me that, look, of course. you've been blacklisted. Yeah. This one, I'm now going to take my player. I'm going to take him abroad. Yeah. Because... I've been trying to get him clubs in. Bear in mind, this kid, this kid who was trying to get clubs for, he was a Portugal under yeah. international. Yeah, yeah. They bought him from Sporting Lisbon. Yeah. For everybody. And then the same thing Alex done to me, done to him. Yeah. Like, absolutely ruined him. And then, so then he's, yeah, so he's turned around to me and said, yeah, um, when I was trying to pitch, um, Bayo to another club and mm. to Leighton Orient, one of the, um, one of the chairmans turned around to him and said, oh, the ex-Liverpool, I'm like, we don't touch them. Mm. Talking about, like bio, yeah. he goes and yeah. mentioned there's like there's a couple of others. There was yeah. like, I think there's like four of us. Yeah. Who like now bomb squad. Basically the bomb. Yeah. yeah basically the bomb yeah. squad. Yeah. So like I said before, the bomb squad. Yeah. He named like two, three players yeah, that yeah. are that. Like yeah, we've all been because I was literally trying to call up every single club in the country. Yeah. Basically. Like literally every single club. People like other agents aren't looking to help me out. Yeah. Like they're just trying to squeeze as much as they can out of me. Thinking yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's happened. Then I just like lost my head. Like mm. literally. Of like. I don't, I, I, like like, I don't think I would have gone as far as you. So yeah, like, that's what a lot of people. You're still trying. You're still. I was trying. Like a lot of people would have just given up, and and a lot yeah. of people, they would have probably fallen into depression. That came. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm get, yeah, but there, there's got to be a point mm-hmm. where, like, you're playing football from right, Liverpool from when you're 13 years old. There's got to be, and then now no, you're not. It's normal for people to get released if they're not good enough, yeah, or yeah. They're, they're like something. Mm-hmm. You're being blackballed because of stuff that isn't of your fault. So that that's like even more of a reason to like probably fall into depression yeah, or yeah. like mm-hmm. feel like yeah because yeah. I felt like I'd exhausted myself. Of course. I didn't know what else to do. So I was speaking to my friend about this actually the other day, and I said, you know what? What's actually crazy? Yeah. I spent all my teenage years playing for Liverpool. Yeah, like from thirteen to nineteen, yeah. I was a Liverpool player. Yeah, when Liverpool offered me my scholarship, one of the reasons they wanted to move me to the school, mm. I remember like sitting down with them and said, look, we think you can go pro. Mm. And we can make you can make a good football career, whether it's not whether it's a Liverpool or not. Mm. We think you've got the ability to do it. You've got a mindset. You've got a drive. All that mm. kind of stuff. We just need to give you the right platform, the right path. Which is what I said before. Like we're trying to take you to to Belgium, yeah, to yeah, America, America. So I can play all these games. Yeah. By the time I'd got, if I'd played in Belgium and America, they'd had like 50, 60 games under my belt. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So they was trying to just give me the right path to make it as a pro, whether it was at Liverpool or not. Yeah. So I always had it in my mind that you're gonna end up there. I'm gonna play professionally yep. whether it's at Liverpool or not yeah. so that's why I was still trying after all these years but then it's like because I'm not getting paid mm. all the money that Liverpool paid me off I'm using that to go for trials yeah. to hire fitness coaches mm. to eat right to travel to places you know what I mean um, so then after when the money dries out I'm no longer playing I need to now get a job mm. how do I do that? you don't know because you've, you've not had a normal job you know what I mean so like now, I can't. I'm not got a job. I'm not playing football. I'm just literally in my room, like in a dark room, every single I day. I can't be good for so, a young person. Yeah, yeah. I was 20 years old. Literally, like every like dark thought you can think yeah. of. Like I've been through it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to a point where I, I wouldn't wake up, get out of bed until six, seven p.m. Or some days I wouldn't even get out of bed until everyone else has gone to bed, wow. and I'd be up the whole night. Wow. You get me? Like, um, like it was just. I don't even know, like, sometimes I don't know how to explain it. Dark it was, place. It's a mad place, yeah. like, 
mad place. Um, yeah, so it's just like, and at the time, you're not trying to acknowledge it to yourself that I'm depressed or, you know what I mean? You're yeah, still yeah. trying to fight those demons. And you think to yourself, like, do I even want to be here? Like, mm. who am I? What can I be from that football? Because obviously, when you're playing football from that age, that's you all get you know. brainwashed into yeah, thinking yeah. that's all you are. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm mad and thinking, these teams that, this don't want nothing. me. This, you know what I mean? And then it got to that bad. I remember so at the time we played against, uh, when I was at Liverpool, we played at the end close doors game one day mm. against uh, Chester. Mm-hmm. We beat them like 6-0 or whatever. I remember I scored like two, three goals or something mm-hmm. like that. Smashed them. And I called up the Chester manager at the time and I was like, look, I'm struggling with a team. Mm-hmm. You know why I am. We've played yeah, against you mm-hmm. three, four times because Chester yeah. Liverpool Local, far. Yeah. Can I just come in for a trial? And the guy said no. Chester, this time Chester was in conference north, I think. The yeah, guy said no. League. I literally just asked for a trial. The guy yeah. said no. Like, my, literally, my head was just like scrambled. So like, what, what, what more can I do? This literally, point? yeah. And then it got mad because now that I've left the club, no one from the clubs called me to see how I am. Yeah, I'd been there since thirteen. You know what I mean? So I've been there seven, eight years. Yeah. No one from the PSA had called me. The PSA. I was, yeah. Paid, yeah, professional footballers association. They're yeah. meant to look after. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, they talk about like mental health and mm. stuff, but they've got my details. They got my number. Like, no one's called me. Like, literally, like no. Literally, I'm telling you, like no support at all. Mm. No one's even saying to me like, okay, cool. If football's not going to work out for you, what can you do? What can you? Can aftercare. Yeah. There's no aftercare. Like, we can help you build a CV. We can help you. Yeah. I went to, we did college at, at, at uni, I mean at uni, we did college at, when I was at Liverpool twice yeah. a week, but we learned like anatomy and physiology. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do with that, that with that oh. qualification, yeah. you know what I mean? So literally, there was just nothing, like nothing there. I'd, I'd probably say I spent like two, three years just depressed between the age of like 20 to 23. Yeah. I literally did nothing. Mm. I was trying to play like non-league here and there. No motivation, no drive for it, like... I looked a shell of myself, didn't perform. When you're going there, players are saying to you, oh yeah, you, you never played at Liverpool. You're not good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're trying to yeah. prove something against you because yeah. obviously they like you've been yeah, there. Of course. So it's like, the motivation to even play against these people. Because mm. I know I've got nothing to prove against them. Yeah, of course. But they're going to want to play well against me because of mm. my name and where I've been and mm. things like that. So it was just, a mad, it was a mad time in my life. You mm. know what I mean? Obviously looking back and I can reflect on it. But at that time, so it's like not working constantly depressed, drinking, like mm. my my health was probably gained a lot of weight. I lost weight. Lost weight. Lost weight. So I was struggling to gain weight. I was mm. skinny, like mm. fragile, you know what I mean? So it was it was a hard time. And then it came to a point where um me and my dad like got back into contact, started mm. speaking, obviously I told him like oh because my dad didn't really know at the time that I was mm. playing professional football like that, you know what I mean? Okay. Lost contact. Yeah yeah. Um so when I got back speaking with him um, obviously I explained to him that I played for Congo as well mm. this time and he said well do you want to give it a try over here um, in so Paris right yeah so these times I was depressed I was like you know I've got nothing to live for in England these times I'm thinking mad thoughts anyway yeah. let me just get myself out of the UK so I just wanted to just I didn't really go there for football mm. I just needed to clear my head you know what I mean so my dad's got a good job he works out in Paris you know what I mean mm. so we've gone there and then my dad, for the first month, my dad just said, just relax, just mm. get your mind right, just take your time, mm. whatever, don't do, no fi- nothing physical, whatever, and then we'll sort everything else after mm. that. So I remember just living with my dad, we'd just be going every day, mm. going for talks and stuff like, trying to yeah. 
get me in a mindset to get That's myself good. out of yeah, depression. Yeah, of course. Um, then after that, I remember I started training with a team called uh, Red Star, Paris Red Star, so mm-hmm. they're in like, the third division or whatever. Um, I was going to initially sign for them, but then they got promoted from the third division to the second division. Mm. And at the time, they had like, if you look at it, some dead old stadium. Yeah. So they needed to pay like millions to a new mm. stadium. So they start playing at Stade de France. Okay. So that year, they never signed any players. Yeah. Um, but then, because I was meant to be someone that they signed, they then, this is where like, having people in your ear sometimes is not great. So before I left England, I was working with a certain agent. Um, and obviously he's now telling me like, I've sorted it out. I've to understand that Liverpool will be trying to blackball you yeah, and this, yeah, that, yeah. that, the other. Um, but don't worry, I've got all these teams for you. I've got Newcastle, I've got this team. And mm. Like he's telling me, like mm. Premier League teams, mm. like, like, you're still 20, 21. Mm. Now it's turned from reserve to under 21s, mm. you know what I mean? And then it's not, it's turned into under 23s. Under 23s now, yeah. yeah. So it's like, look, you can still play reserves and this, that, the other. Because um, at Liverpool, I remember when we was under 21s. Alex and I'm like, like, well, you're 20, now you're going to be 21, so you're too old. Yeah. Now it's turned into under 23s. Like, yeah, yeah, you can come back, Newcastle. Mm. Southamptons, all these teams, Stoke, we can get you through to them. So I'm like, okay, do you know what? Playing reserves is easy. Yeah. Like, I'm, f- you know what I mean? So, like I said, once I stopped um, training with Paris FC, uh, my uncle is good friends with Kipembe's dad. He's a Congolese uh, link. Yeah, yeah, so all the Congolese community in Paris yeah, basically yeah. all know each other. And then Kipembe, like I said before, we'd met through the Congo mm, system. system. Yeah. So I kind of already knew who he was and whatever not. Um, so he's played for Congo before he's playing for for France. France yeah. Um, so my uncle basically got me a trial. So he's, well, I don't even call it a trial. It was just like, I just basically one day he just called me and said, "Look, you're going to play a game tomorrow with PSG." Yeah. Um, but it was like the way they explained it, so I didn't understand it. So you know, like how they have like Barcelona too. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of same Barcelona thing with PSG. Beat, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so we don't want to call it PSG. Uh, PSG do. Yeah. So like PSG2 yeah. where, where, where they was training at the time this was like five six years ago so yeah. dead pitch so yeah. when I've turned up obviously they've turned up in like the little like van and stuff like yeah. that and then obviously keep him come over like said safe yeah. whatever and then there was a player in Cuckoo who's uh, oh yeah. playing in Germany somewhere yeah, now yeah. so the, these like they were still in the reserves at the yeah. time Um, so I've gone there we've played against um, what's the team we played against the team that Giroud used to be at Montpellier no no before that a team called I think they called Tour Okay. FC two. So okay. we played against them. We smoked them like four nil. Okay. I've scored two. Oh wow. Gone there and then I've trained like two days. Two days I've trained with them like. Yeah. Just trained two days. Come back. Yeah. This was a reserve game. Um. So I didn't hear nothing back from the PSG thing just mm. yet. Mm. Uh, cause it was like almost end of the season. But they're like, yeah, you've done really well. We'll be in contact. Mm. So I didn't hear nothing back from them. But then, uh, FC two got in contact with me. Mm. Um, and then they've said, um, oh yeah, come down like. Let's see yeah. how he was. Terrible. But I've gone then trained with the first team now. Mm. Um, and it was difficult. I'm not going to lie. So with, with their first team, it was very physical. Yeah, and, yeah. and I wasn't up to that level of fitness. So yeah. when I trained with PSG's reserves, the fitness yeah, was calm. But yeah, yeah. I went with the first, uh, first team. They were solid. They were something in, the, sec- in um, the second division. Yeah. But it was like proper, proper solid. Yeah. So I wasn't really up to the fitness levels and stuff yeah. like that, which obviously I understand. Um, but obviously they... With how well I did against the reserves, they've probably seen seen something. Um, so when that's happened, obviously now we're still waiting on the PSG mm. thing. So nothing's come off it after like a month. But obviously these times it's like May, June. And obviously pre-season in the UK is about to start in July. Mm. So this agent's now in my ear. I'm like, yeah. yeah, come through, this, that, the other. I'm going to get you this. I'm going to get you that. I'm going to get you this. So I'm thinking, like, cool. And these times I'm fi- like, I'm running every day. I'm training, you know what I mean? With my cousin out there, the fitness coach, is a PT like getting me in good shape, I'm in the gym, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not coming back to the UK in 
think that would be like August times. Um, because I'm thinking, okay, maybe the, the options in Paris are dead. Mm. I'm now in the UK and I'm training. So, so yeah, so the fish should get back to you then after that. Yeah, so yeah, so I've, I've I've come back to the UK now and I'm training myself and I'm. What the agent was saying to me basically, I was waiting to go to Stoke. Yeah. Um. So Stoke and I think Newcastle was the other one. I think it was at the time. Um. Obviously, these times I'm 21. I'm thinking like, okay, like. Mm. This could be me back in the game, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah, done yeah. a couple of bits in Paris, um, and so when this is happening, I'm waiting on obviously Newcastle and Stoke. Yeah. The so basically, I started working with the guy that was his agent at the time. Got in contact with my dad and said, mm. "Look, like PSG want Henock to come. Yeah. Not even to do a trial, like to basically just basically do a medical. You yeah. sign, straight in with the reserves. Um, but obviously, I've told this this agent in the UK that, mm. um, that look." I might go back to Paris because yeah. obviously PSG, you know what I mean? But this time, I think it was like 2015, yeah. 16, I can't remember one of the two. But obviously, they're not, PSG's not as big as they are now. now yeah. well, I mean, they've got Messi now. You get <laughs> what I mean? But could still, imagine, imagine, it could have been Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, <laughs> and Henrik McKendry. Back, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Today, like, yeah, imagine. Bad. But yeah, so we'd, um, so like I said, so my dad got, like, was calling his look, saying, the agent saying that. They want you basically, yeah. and these times it's just Mbappe, not Mbappe, uh, Kipembe, a new deal. Yeah. And this is when Kipembe pushed up into the first team that oh, year, that maybe. season. So, yeah, this yeah. like two, three months before I, I was playing with the reserves, yeah, yeah. Now he's in the first yeah, team. The first he's team, like, yeah. With you, they're gonna you're gonna chill with the first team, yeah. play, reserves, play reserves, but then we're gonna look at it again second year Progress, and see how yeah. it goes. Um, that's the joke my dad was saying, look, this agent saying this, that, the other. He's not even coming for a child because they've seen enough of you in the game, yeah, and you train three days with him, yeah. But then I got this agent in my ear, like, oh no, you don't really want to do that. Who's really going to hear you when you play for PSG's reserves? Like, you're going to be forgotten about in the UK and this. That. But obviously, these times I'm still like kind of hell bent on proving myself right in England because obviously I know that I've been done dirty at Liverpool. Yeah. So in my head, I'm oh, like, don't tell me. yeah. So but this guy's he's basically saying to me, yeah, bro, just give me another week, give me another ten days. Mm. Like Stoke is just around the corner. Newcastle's just trying to call, like, basically, like, selling me, and it's like, yeah, we're going to give you, basically, throwing, like, random figures at me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, these times, I'm like, oh, do I really want to go back to Paris? Obviously, don't get me wrong, Paris is, is a fun city, it's lit. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'd rather live in England at the time, so I might, I'm, like, trying to weigh things up, and the other, um, so I'm trying to tell my dad, like, oh, like, I'm trying to buy as much time as possible, so, okay, give me a couple of days, I'll make a decision, make a and in the end, they just came back and said, like, oh, we're pulling a deal out off the table. And my dad, I remember the time, I mean, my dad didn't speak for, like, like six, seven months, eight months after that. My dad was fuming, like, raging. And then... So so you, you basically didn't turn down the PSG deal, but you basically missed the PSG deal. Yeah, I missed because it, Because yeah. you're waiting to sign for Stoke. Stoke, or... Do you know how mad that sounds? That's what I mean. So at the time, I think they were... Was it the Prem? It might have been the Prem, I think, at the time. Or yeah. Newcastle, so it's Stoke and Newcastle. So I'm basically waiting on three of them. So, and it was it was a legit thing as well because we yeah. was in, I was having back and forth dialogue with Real the club. Interest, yeah. We'd been there, like we'd been yeah. down to Stoke, yeah. been up to Newcastle and stuff like that. Uh, but we were just waiting on like a yes or a no. Yeah. And obviously, in, like with football in the UK, sometimes these things can take weeks. Um, whilst with that one, it was just like come down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, looking back, this is why I, I always say to people, yeah, like when you don't never make decisions when you're down mm. or when you're angry, because yeah. you'll always 
You made I guarantee nine times out of ten you'll make the wrong decision. Yeah. So and obviously I was I had this guy in my ear. Obviously he was in my ear because he knew he would have made money mm. from me signing with Playing obviously in the, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously probably didn't want to lose his, me going abroad. Um, so when I've done that, yeah, me and my dad like we we, we felt like quite big mm. over over that. Um, because he obviously he'd done a lot of like the groundwork. Yeah, a lot of yeah. the groundwork contacts getting into the gym with Paris FC and Paris Red Star and, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the months. So, yeah, so me and my dad didn't speak for a while after that. And obviously, we, we speak now, obviously. But yeah. but then, yeah, it was it was a bit mad. And then, like, a month later, I'm still waiting on... Yeah. Season started now. So, yeah. when, like, now we're September, end of September, and I'm thinking, rah. And then, next minute, this agent just ghosted on me. The same agent that was telling me to yeah. turn this down. To hold out on turn out PSG. Ghosted on me, like blocked me on social media, blocked my number, this, that, that, the other, and then, like I said, I'm now left with the same options before. Then before I went to Paris, which is nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean, like nothing. Um, and then after that, um, a non-league manager got in contact with me because I put out a certain tweet. Mm. Uh, this was like years ago. I, put, I tweeted something mm. about like being down and like the football system mm. agents. So it was basically like a it's like a cry for help, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know if I think you know. At the time, I must have had like six, seven thousand people on my t- on my yeah. Twitter. I thought, yeah. you know, if someone could help me, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And then um, a manager, a guy called Liam Watson, hit me up because mm. he's my brother's manager a couple of years before that mm. at Southport. So he sent me up and I look. Oh, how's it going, kids? You okay? The study over. Like, what's going on? Mm. So I was explained to him. He said, "Okay, cool. Come train with us at Staley Bridge, which is like a little town in Manchester." Yeah. Like. I'll give you a year's deal, mm. one, 300 quid a week, 200 mm. quid a week, I'll just part-time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can get you back up and running and training twice a week. Mm. So at these times, I'm now going into part-time football now. Yeah. While six months before that, I could have mm. been <laughs> PSG, PSG. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now this is the first time I'm ever playing part-time football. Yeah. This is the first time I'm ever training twice a week. Yeah. Before that, since the age of 12, 13, yeah. I was training every day, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So now the levels of how much of what I can do yeah. or how I can improve and things like that is just low. Yeah. I'm making enough so that I don't work because I'm still only 21 or whatever. Mm. But it's, what do, what do I do with the rest of my day? Because yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting around just to go to training in the evening. In the evening you know yeah. what I mean? Which is now my sleeping pattern's messed up. Yeah. I'm not quite performing because I'm not eating right. Because mm. obviously we had nutrition at the club. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So everything was just... And I'm still depressed, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But obviously, I'm trying not to acknowledge mm-hmm. that I'm depressed. Um, but yeah, so then after that, didn't, didn't have a great season there at all. Me and himself, the manager got sacked after six games mm-hmm. into yeah. the season. But then I played all a couple of them games, played on the left. New manager comes in, he got rid within. Manager came within three weeks of him in, being in there. This is how like mad non league football is. Mm-hmm. Within the manager being there three weeks, he got rid of 10 players. Wow. Got rid of 10 players and he signed 11 club <laughs> in non-league that's mental like and were you part of the 10 I was part of the 10 yeah. I, like yeah straight up so I was trying to like free up some cash but yeah. straight out of the door um, same thing with that like got paid off whatever the like it yeah. was part of the deal yeah. and then after that it's just like I said it was just yeah. dark stuff like you know what I mean like no help from no one and just like it's it's hard to explain you know what I mean mm. um and it's like you don't want to associate with certain people. Like I don't, 
I stopped speaking to a lot of my friends that I used to play football with. Yeah. Um, like just a lot of things, you know what I mean? So mm. like, I, I don't know, I didn't see certain people for years and just that mm. never like isolated myself from social mm. media. So it's just, it just- Must have felt really alone. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, very alone. Um, and not many people would understand, especially back then where social media wasn't as big as it is now yeah, either, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? The talks of mental health weren't as big as they are now, you know what I mean? Mm. So I don't, I don't know what's going on in my head. I don't yeah. know how to even have the courage or the strength to speak about it to yeah. people and say, look, this is what's happening or whatever, or to yeah. get help. Um, so yeah, so that went on for like three, four years. Um, and as I said before, like, it's just, it's one of them where I think I just came to the decision that, look, you know what? I took some time out. There was one day, like, it, it got so bad that literally I used to like, I just, like I said before, I'd just be up at night. Mm. So I'd just put my headphones on and just go walk in the middle of the night. Mm. What I'd think about, I don't know. Like, yeah. I was just lost in my head, you know what I mean? And then I had to start taking my time to basically, like, read books, mm. exercise, go jogging, mm. whether it's a mile, two mm. miles, three miles. Because I knew I'm naturally fit anyway. Yeah, yeah. 10, 20K, 30K, yeah. normal. Yeah. But I've got to take the baby steps, getting mm. back in the gym and doing this. And then I've now, like, started to, like, learn about myself, mm. what makes me tick what I can, what my tolerance levels are, mm-hmm. what I can put up with, what I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think these are things we're not really taught as kids. You're you know not, what I mean? Yeah, you're so not. you don't know what you can do. So when people are pushing to a certain limit, it might break you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which eventually it did with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, like I said, I'm taking my time, learning about myself. And then I just come to the conclusion that obviously after years of me like trying to play non-league and still mm-hmm. trying to make it, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's the, like, obviously I know I'm talented enough because you don't stay at a club like Liverpool for seven, eight years yeah, yeah. if you don't have the ability. 100%. But the opportunities and everything that I've seen throughout, I'm probably not the first player it's happened to. Yeah. And I'm definitely not the last because mm. I know 10 players that similar to things have happened to since it's happened to me. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of took like the decision to stop trying to chase the professional football dream mm. because for me it's like when I'm wasting time because I'm only getting older, when I'm only 27, and two, one of the reasons I decided to take football serious is because I want to improve my family's life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm from Congo, you know what I mean? I've mm. really seen what it's like to have nothing. Mm. You know I mean? I've seen like kids walking barefoot in the mm. street. I used to be one of them, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I've seen real poverty. I've gone days without food, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I know about all that. Um, so I li- literally had to like dig deep, look into myself and say, all right, cool, what, like, really like who are you really mm. and what do you want out of life and then the things that I want out of life I can get them other ways than just you playing football yeah, you don't have to be too important yeah anymore. I wasn't stupid in school I was quite quite smart yeah um I got all my GCSEs even though I moved to schools in year mm. 11 I still got enough GCSEs I got grades to get into myself into uni yeah. so I ended up like signed up into a uni course for like two years I dropped out after that but I did like business management in uni uh, mm. with marketing so like I, I, there was a lot of things like it took time to like build myself up. You've got to like mentally like build build yourself up. So like like I said, so like I said, reading books, eating right, trying to sort out my sleeping pattern, which is still not sorted till yeah, today. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just like little little things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, having the right people around me. Like now, like when I start playing for Liverpool, I used to think I had loads of friends. Yeah, my friendship group decreased in size. Like I've got. Say five, six, like people mm. can be like, yeah, that's that's my friend. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it it was it was it was just a crazy time altogether. But like I said, I had to sit down, take time, 
listen to the right people because there were some people that were giving me the right information, you know what mm. I mean, that's saying the right things to me, which I did uh, eventually take on. And then I looked at it and I thought, okay, cool. What I'm, I'm still passionate about football. I still play five a side at least mm. once or twice a week with my friends now because I love playing football. Yeah. Um, so that still feels that void, you know what I mean? And the people that I play football with are people that have been in similar situations. So it's always like good standard yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Not. But the position that I'm in now, obviously, like I said before, when I left Liverpool, I didn't even know how to. St- I didn't even know how to write a CV. You know what I mean. Yeah. Now I'm working full time, um, but I'm now gonna get myself back into the football industry mm. to help players that are going through similar things as me, through dark times, whether it's racism, whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety. Mm. These things don't get spoken about enough in football, no, and I've been around enough football players to know that majority of football players are literally depressed. Yeah, like it's a I wouldn't say it's a fake lifestyle mm. because it's not because the money is real and of course, of course. but a lot of things is you put on a certain pedestal and at any given moment it can be pulled away from you. Yeah. Um a lot of things are superficial and certain people will be you know what I mean? So I've gone through that with, like I said with friends. Mm. Trying to well, people pretending they're your friends and when you've got nothing they're, they're not there. Yeah. Um and a lot of people do go through these kind of things. So um obviously like I said before I got a podcast as well now we talk about mental health. Yeah. We talk about the hard, the dark side of things. You guys should check it out, really. It's um, called Athlete and Culture, yeah, right? Yeah, Athlete Culture Podcast, yeah. So yeah, I'll check it out. So the links are in the description. Yeah. So, Thank you. So, uh, so I do a lot of that. Um, I'm soon going to be starting a lot of mentoring as well. So I'm going to be going into clubs to speak to them about how yeah. they should be. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like, competition is good in football. Competition yeah, of course, hard. always. I've been in change rooms where we've had arguments. and mm. I That's normal, mm. you know what I mean? But how coaches their approach to players, because especially in youth football, yep. 18, 19, but you're still a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? You're still not fully developed yet. Your mind's not fully developed yet. So the ethical side of it and how you treat people, because looking back on it, now, out of all this could have been wiped out. Mm. Let's say when I got back from Northampton, if Alex Singleton top centre, and said, look, mm. you've done well at Northampton, yep. you've come back to Liverpool, but things have changed. I don't really play with big strikers or you're not really in my plans, this, that, that, the other. Yeah. So we're going to pay you off. I'd have been like... Everything would be different today, yeah. I'd still be I'd still be playing professional football yeah. till this day, yeah, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, I'd be like, okay. You could be 27, pr- peak of your career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'd have just been like, okay, cool, thanks. I expect, respect your yeah. opinion. I expect the honesty. I'll, I'll go somewhere else. That's not yeah. a problem. Yeah. But when you're stringing people along and you're giving them no options to do, to grow, basically, to improve, to grow, to do anything... Mm then that's where it leads people down to. And when you're cutting off, I've left the club, but then you're cutting off my mm. opportunities to do things and whatnot. That's, you know what I mean? That's what it leads people down to. And I always say that I'm lucky. I went through this at 20, mm. you know what I mean? 2021, 20, because like we seen with the kid at Man City last year, with Jeremy Whiston. That took his own life, yeah. That, tri- like, that triggered me, you know what I mean? It really, really did trigger me because he was young, you know what I mean? So I'm... Like, I'm lucky that I didn't go through that at 16, 17. Mm. And I always say to people, especially with, like, coaches that I speak to now, I, say, I always say to them, the ages between 16 and 21, those mm. five years are the most crucial in youth team football. Yeah. Not due to ability and stuff like that, because players can always improve, mm. but it's on how, it's the ethics side of things, and I think a lot more needs to be done. Yeah. Um, Whether it's pumping more money and getting more player liaisons in them, 
the player liaisons, understanding the mental side of it, yeah. understanding early signs. So I was speaking to Clive Cook at mm-hmm. uh, Norwich the other day, mm-hmm. and he was explaining to me how he's done like courses. Um, he's got like qualifications in noticing depression in mm-hmm. players. He's given me examples, noticing anxiety in players. Mm-hmm. So something that could be like a normal person might not see, he picks yeah. up on it. Yeah. So he'll ask yeah. the right questions and yeah. just that the other one. And he says that he only wishes that he'd done these things when we was there, you know what I mean? Mm. And that's like a good, a good conversation. It's good to see that, obviously, he's kicked on with that as well. Yeah. Um, but a lot of other people haven't. A lot of people, I know his players now are still at Liverpool, yeah. still at Man United, still at Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, mm. who are going through, the dep- like, literally through depression at some of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah. But it's not been picked up. Nothing's been done about it. Not by the agents, not by the players. I mean, not by the clubs, by the mm. managers or nothing like that. You know what I mean? So I think like, that for me is something that I'm really, really passionate about, like the ethics and the mental health in football. It's amazing. And being, I always encourage people to talk, you know what I mean? Just talk. Same. It's, that's, it's, that's, why, that's why we do this. Yeah, that's why you do this as yeah, well. I it's freeing. Um, and a lot of people like always think like, oh, if you talk about your mental health, then you're weak, mm. then you're that's not, not strong. That's not the case, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so some of, the, like, some of the strongest people or some of the most talented people go through the craziest things yeah. that you'll never believe. Um, but I always encourage it's 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 relaxing. You're getting all the weight out, out of your mind. You know what I mean. Um, so yeah. So for me, like going forward, that's that's kind of what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get myself in there, whether it's mentoring players, mm-hmm. speaking with players. So like I said, if you're a player out there, young player, you're in a big club, mm-hmm. or in a small club, mm-hmm. and you are struggling, like try and speak to anyone out there, mm. even reach out to me. Like I'm yeah. always accessible, very accessible on social media. Yeah, yeah. If you need someone to speak out to, I've got connections with the right people, whether you need help, yep. whether you need to speak to someone at PFA or whatever, or mm. whether you even need someone to speak to your club. Because when I was at Liverpool, I needed someone mm. to come have my back and yeah. speak to the club for me. Yeah. And I've recently been going into clubs and speaking with them, mm. mentoring players. And like I said, I always say to these players, I said, look, if there's nothing that, if there's something that you feel like you can't say to your club, say it to me. Mm. Like, I've, I'll happily come in on your behalf yeah. and articulate things in the right way yeah. so that obviously you're not feeling ashamed or scared to be able to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think if that happened, then more players would stay in the game longer and then they wouldn't be depressed or down or because mm. the there's like articles about it like about how many like players once they drop out of these clubs they never play football ever again yeah, yeah. and that's not down to ability at all it's always down to the mental pressure and the mm. mental torture that they go through there's people that are academies from six years old and then they suddenly get dropped at 18 whatever so i've got so many friends at liverpool that what do you do then half of my team that i was with at 13 mm. they'd all been at the club since they were six seven half of them not play football no more yeah like some of them played for England. Mm. Don't play football anymore, and that's not down to their ability. Yeah, but it's always down to the mental side of it, and not enough um, emphasis is put on that, or not enough studies or anything like that. You know what I mean? So, I think like over the next maybe ten, fifteen years, you, you are going to see a rise in that sort of like mental health mm. coach roles and. Mm whether it's psychiatrists in mm. football, because I've worked with like sports psychiatrists when I was in Northampton. Yeah. I worked with a, um, like, what's, it? what's the name of it? Like a therapist? Yeah, like a sports therapist yeah. and stuff like that. But it's like, they find a way of like, fine tuning your mind. Yeah. So like, 
because it's it's trust me it's difficult to be concentrating yeah like every single day for yeah. that long on football because you've got things that happen in real life yeah, you know what course, i mean course, you could have a an argument with your with your partner yeah. you could you're going through stuff with family your mom could be ill you know what i mean yeah. Dif- like life happens of course. Whilst you're playing professional football, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's hard to shake off those things. Yeah, you're human as well. People mm-hmm. just see us footballers, you're human as well. Exactly. So working with the right kinds of people that can understand these things mm. and help you to basically find a way of filtering them, yep. you'll see people being more successful in terms of like they play in careers. You're going to see more competition. I feel like you'd see more competition if everyone was mentally sound. Yeah. You'd see a lot more competition. You'd see a lot more like just more positive things really, you know what I mean? So I think that's definitely something that's coming from. And I like that and I like that and I do think um, you're on the right path mm-hmm. and uh, that is something that is definitely going to help the world of football yep. and I think when it's all said and done, I think you're going to achieve more mm-hmm. off the pitch than you probably ever would have achieved on yeah. the pitch if you made it professional. Yeah. Yep. So like I think it's great what you're doing and it's great that even with that much setbacks and that much um, disappointment, yeah, yeah. you're still willing to help other people that yeah. could be in the same position that you went through yeah, yeah. and not have that kind of stuff happen to them and mental health and and, and it's very 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 important i like that and mm-hmm. what i wanted to ask is obviously like you're talking about mentality mental health stuff like that yeah if i go to in in the positive sense because obviously we spoke about a lot of like the how it affects you in a negative so yeah, in yeah. the positive sense obviously going back to people like raheem mm-hmm. who you played with and they've made it at the very top of football, yeah, yeah. like you can't get much higher than what Raheem has achieved. Yeah, you know what I mean, so like he's he's Man City. He's won the Premier League. He's Euro's yeah. main guy. Did you see that from when he was young? Yeah. So this is what I like to. I like to. It's almost like so. Obviously, I've not made it to the pinnacle that I've wanted to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I've played against a lot of top pros. Yeah. And I've played with people that haven't made it. Yeah. So I've been able to do like a case study almost yeah. in my head. Yeah. So I've seen the qualities that people have, whether it's their personality, mm-hmm. attributes, this, that, the other, that makes a lot of these people, yep. if that makes sense. Um, so, for example, like you said, that we, he hasn't only just made it, he's made it to the, to the, the highest, highest. So yeah. if you still ask a seven-year-old kid, what's yeah. your dream? Yeah. I'd love to play in the Premier League, win the Premier League, play for my play country, for in, yeah, play for England, my country yeah. score at Wembley. Yeah. He's, he's done all of that. All of that. Yeah. Boom. You know what I mean? So he's... Everyone's dream, even other yeah. pros that are playing for England now, yeah. would want. You still want what he wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's so the best case study. He's the best case study. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in a sense, I could probably be, I'd say, the worst case study because yeah. it's when you're doing everything right. Yeah. But then it just doesn't work out. Yeah. So sometimes, I, and I use that in a positive way. So when we was at Liverpool, so when we first met him, yeah, when I was like fifteen. Yeah. He used to t- tell me that he'd win the Premier League. Raheem would yeah. say, I'm going to win the Premier I'm, League. Yeah, I'm going to win the Premier League one day. When he was 15. When he was 15. Yeah. Like, he'd say it. Yeah. But then, it's not that he'd say it with so much conviction. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, like, some people in the team would be like, oh, how are you going to win the Premier League? Like, you're playing for Liverpool. Yeah, da, da, da. These times, the Liverpool, were, like, we went, the Liverpool, like, we were yeah. dead. Like, right. our first team was Eighth dead back place, then. Ninth, yeah, yeah, so we was, like, yeah. we were washed. But he'd always say it. I'm going to find, where there's a, basically, where yeah. there's a will, there's a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, believe me, this is 15-year-old Raheem, so this is probably 11 years ago yeah. he's saying I'm going to win the Premier League Yeah, one way or another smashed it played first team at 17 yeah. smashed it got about 50 almost more. almost on the league of Liverpool literally it's close oh, close like yeah. and it, it just not didn't just play first team he set the Premier League alight yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean yeah. set the first team alight at Liverpool yeah. um, 
like I said, then got the big move to Man City. Mm. What does he do? Goes doesn't just get the big move. Mm. Goes then becomes basically one of their main men. You yeah. know what I mean? Him, Aguero, yeah. De Bruyne. Yeah, totally, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, so that happens now. He wins the Premier League. He's won yeah. it two, three times. He's made it happen. Played for England since the age of like 18, 19. Mm. Made it happen. He was the main man for England. The Euros. Main man for England. You know the what World mean? Cup. The World Cup as well. Like yeah, when he was. Would have been what? He'd have been twenty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nineteen. Yeah, starting. So, like, and all that. Yeah, it comes with a belief. Mm -hmm. And from what all my years been in the academy, that kind of belief that like positive belief, mm. it's it gets killed. Yeah. When whilst you're playing football in these academies, yeah. sometimes by coaches. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of coaches that like stay level headed. And yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, like let people when they're playing for these clubs, let them dream, let them reach yeah, for the sky. Yeah. So that's one thing that happened with a lot of our players where we're getting told like, yeah, just stay level-headed, stay humble. Mm. And I always say to people, yeah, the staying humble thing is about not thinking you're better than anyone else. Mm. But if you're saying, look, I'm going to win the Prem, mm. I'm the best player that I can be, because mm. we never used to run and be like, oh yeah, I'm better than him, him. Yeah. He used to be like, yo, I believe in my ability, I yeah. back myself. If Raheem has a bad game, yeah. he'll go home, analyse it, watch it, and he's fine the next day. Like, he's, he knows what he's done wrong. Yeah. He watches it. And he was doing this since the age of 15, 16. Like, I used to see it. Like, <laughs> we'd be playing on the 16s and 18s games. He'd take a DVD home or whatever. Mad. Watch it. It'd boom. Like, certain yeah. players so would take a So it's not coincidence he's where he's now. Exactly. It's not coincidence. While certain other players, they'd be sulking for a week because yeah. they had a bad game last week. Yeah. By the time the next Saturday comes, you're still... Yeah. In your head. In your head. the last game. He's... Boom. He's the next day, he's that, moved yeah. on. He's like, ah, right, cool. It happens, but... Alright, cool. Next time I'm gonna do this, that, yeah, that, the yeah. other. I know I did this wrong. I did. It could be okay. Maybe I prepared wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I didn't didn't get an hour's sleep. Didn't, yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, yeah, he used to, and we'd have these conversations. You know what I mean? Since since a young age, and he used to analyze his own games. Like, okay, well, what can I improve? Okay, in this one, I scored this goal because I I done this. You know what I mean? Mm. Every little like details and stuff like that. Yeah, he's done yeah. it. So when people, yeah, so it always makes me laugh when people are like, oh yeah, all he's got is just a bit of pace. Yeah, like, no, like. No, I could tell because even when he was at Liverpool, mm -hmm. he was very he was fast, he was good dribblers, he had everything, but he couldn't finish. Mm. Now he was, a couple of years ago, scored 30 goals in a season. He's scoring now, he's one of the leading, mm -hmm. like main goal scorers. And that, so you can see, yeah. he works, he works in everything he's not good at. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's what you need. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean. So with, with stuff like that, like, it starts with mm. the belief. Mm -hmm. um, I think I watched a documentary with one of his, I think, old Sunday league coach. Mm. Um, he was talking about saying, like, when... When he was young, he was talking about a belief when he was like 11, 12. Yeah. And I'm like, that same thing that he was talking about, I seen that yeah. from the day he signed for Liverpool. He was saying, I'm going to win the Premier League. Yeah. This time, we're, we're thinking, like, you're playing for Liverpool. Like, we're not even challenging. Yeah. We're in Europa League yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, obviously, he knew his destiny. That like, look, I'm going to smash it here. Someone big's going to buy me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is where, this is like, this is my path. Forget everyone else's like path. This mm. is me. Mm. Like nothing, nothing's gonna stop me from mm. from 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 getting to where I need to be. Because there were times, don't get me wrong, in the youth team where managers would challenge him, or certain people would be like trying like holding back from certain things, mm -hmm. and he like exceeded. You know what I mean? So remember, do you remember that game where he scored five? Uh, first team level. No, no, for youth team. Youth team. So these times he was sixteen. He was I think I heard about this. I think I heard about this Yes, 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 yes. It was an epic. FA Youth Cup, Cup. Yeah, yeah. so he was yeah. 16, I think, yeah. at the time. He was playing two years up. Yeah, I remember this. He played with us. And then the funny thing about that game is, yeah, 
scored five were in the wrong boots. <laughs> what so, if you were in the wrong boots? So Raheem, up until like the whole time, he used to wear vapors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very physical. And then an incident happened. Basically, like mm. basically just di- didn't have no boots. Yeah, like, no boots like his size, or whatever. And then his agent had to j- obviously he was coming to the game anyway. Yeah. Uh, but he had to drive do- down from London much earlier yeah. to bring him a brand new pair, like of yeah. his own like yeah. size fit boots. But they were they went vapors either. There was yeah. um, what they call the Temple Legends. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a different style of boots. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I understand they're like a pair of boots, a pair of boots. Course, but yeah. when you're I get it, if it playing yeah. that style, of it, yeah. it it makes a lot of difference. So they're not pacey boots. They're not for fast wingers or anything mm. like that. Those kind of boots, the Temples. Mm. Uh, yeah, I used the to wear Temples. Yeah. yeah. So compared to the vapors, vapors are light. Um, so the temples, he wore the temples and scored five. Mm-hmm. And then the funniest thing after that, before that, like, sorry, before that, we was talking about like he's gonna say, "Yo, I'm gonna." S-, it was literally saying, "I'm gonna smash it. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna get an opportunity with the first team." This time he hadn't played the first team game or anything, and that game, wore in the wrong boots, he scored five. Two days later, he's trained with the first team. Yeah, and that's that's crazy, and that yeah, shows his so ability, the ability and the mindset. Yeah. The mindset more than anything. That could affect someone with like. Oh, these boots don't feel right. I'm not playing well. Yeah, I'm that kind. Of, I was that kind of player. Obviously, I know I didn't play no one at level you guys, but I was mm-hmm. that kind of player. Mm-hmm. If the kit doesn't feel right, yeah, yeah. like if it's tight on me, if it's not, it doesn't feel right. I'm yeah. not playing well. Not playing well, your shorts, arm length, everything. I've been yeah. so for real. That's yeah. ge- I've been wearing the same shin pads since I was 15. Till today, mm. I've had the same shin pads since I was 15. <laughs> if someone, g- if I lose my shin pads and I get a new pair, someone gives it to me. I don't know if I could play well. That's gonna well, be my yeah. head. Yeah, I'm like I want to have a mare. <laughs> but it's true. Like uh, and maybe the mentality is different. But yeah, like, uh, like it's it's and the boots are a bigger thing. Yeah, than yeah, like yeah. Shin pads. Exactly. Like, it feels comfort, different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, comfort. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. it's mad. So mm-hmm. and I, I, I rate that. Yeah, I rate so that. I, that's what I mean. I like to use them as a case study yeah. because of what he's achieved, and it's very very intentional. Mm. Like it's it's planned. If anything, so in his head, I'm gonna win the Premier League. What kind of ability? What kind of lifestyle? What kind of mm. this, that, that? Do I do? I need to be living, or what do I need to be doing yep. to make sure that I'm in a position to win the Premier League? Because yeah. don't get me wrong, he's also elevated his game. Obviously, I, I understand Pep Guardiola is an amazing coach. Don't get me wrong, one of the best in the world. But if you don't have the ability mm-hmm. and the mindset to be able to improve, so like I said, Leroy Sane was there, so yeah. they're similar kind of position. Yeah, same position. Both fast, both wingers, both young. Yeah. Both a similar price tag as well, yeah. so there was there wasn't anything that way. So it's either yeah, it's who's gonna basically sink or swim. Yeah, and obviously about from what we've seen, he's the one who saw it as a challenge. Yeah, yeah. So he rises to the occasion. He, d- he doesn't shy away from mm. a challenge mm. when you're talking about in terms of mindset mm. and ability. Mm. So this is what I try to when I'm speaking to younger players, I'm like, look, you wouldn't be here in this club, whether you're at Liverpool, whether you're at Exeter. You wouldn't be in this professional setting right now mm. if you weren't good enough. Hundred percent. So, yeah, you practice on your ability every single day, yep. and you will improve regardless. Yep. But what's in your head? That's the difference between being like, good and great. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred so, percent. And I even use myself as this as an example. So when I was eleven. Yeah. So before I signed for Liverpool, we trained at Liverpool Academy one time. So in my school, we did like a tour of like the northwest. Oh, okay. And we trained at Liverpool Academy when I was still living in Sheffield. Uh, yeah. And I remember I went back to school and I was saying to everyone, literally, all my friends always say to yeah. me this till this day. I was for like six months after that, all I kept saying is, I'd love to play for Liverpool one day. Yeah. Two years later, I'm, I'm not even yeah. living in Sheffield or I'm in Manchester, yeah. but I'm playing for Liverpool. Yeah. So it's like, and I, and I think after that, because we, we watched our age group train mm. and I seen how much better they were than me. Mm. And I was like, yo, 
like yeah. the levels. And after that, I, I always used to play like with like the older lads yeah. in my area and stuff like that. So I was always wanting to improve. Okay, I knew that I need to be an academic. So what do I need to do in academy? I need to be fitter than everyone else. I need yeah. to be doing this. I need to be doing that. So I had that as well as a young as a young player. Somewhere along the line, it got killed. Yeah. It got like, and sometimes it could be other players. Other players will try and kill your dream so they can get ahead of you. Yeah. It's he's, very competitive. He's not good yeah, in. Of I've been in change rooms where like there'll be people two could be two centimeters, and then he'll be like, oh. he'll be in the corner of his mate, say, hey, he's not good enough. The other person's hearing it and he's yeah. thinking, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's a lot of egos in a football change room. So it could be other players that kill your confidence mm-hmm. on your belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. It could be parents. It could be other people's parents. Mm-hmm. It could be coaches more than anything as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like little comments that coaches make, people take that on. But if you know yourself and you know your mission, yeah. But then that's and then that that is hard mm-hmm. for a, a, a teenager to know themselves. Exactly. At that age, don't you know yourself? Yeah, yet. exactly. You're not. I get it as a man, or like mm-hmm. you're like I know myself. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let what this person says about yeah. me get to me. Cause exactly. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. But at 15, 16, I don't know who you are. Exactly. Those comments are gonna get. You need to be one in a million. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. to to be mentally strong yeah. at that age, it's mm-hmm. not easy. Yeah, it's not easy at all. Yeah. So that's why, like, I use these. Like I said, I'll tell you about the the races mm-hmm. that we faced in school and such. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like I said, even me at one point, like I said, up until maybe like when the madness starts to happen with Liverpool, yeah, that killed my future plans. You know what I mean? I kind of lost sight of where I needed to be. Okay, yeah. cool. I couldn't picture myself playing football at twenty five mm. when I was going through through the the, the depression course, and the yeah. hard times. So when that happened, that the flame was killed. You know what I mean? But if you've got that picture in your head and that like, okay, cool, this is what I want. Regardless of what happens here, mm-hmm. I need to make sure my mind frame is this. I need to make sure I do this. I need to make sure I do that. Because looking back on it now, even when I was going through the madness, mm. like looking back on it, because I'm because I'm much older now, mm. I can look at it and think, okay, cool, I should have maybe done this. Mm. When Liverpool trying to do this and that to me, I should have. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. should have. Like I could have. Looking back on it now, there's maybe certain things I could have do, mm. done to force my way out of the club. Yeah. Whether they'd been look bad or not, I'd have been forced my way out of the club, and then getting on with my life yeah. basically yeah. Uh, especially within the first six months of me leaving Northampton yeah. I should have done that because then I'd have still been 18, 19 because I've seen players mm-hmm. do it now with the agents and stuff like that so yeah. looking back on it but at the time when you don't know any better then you know what I mean uh, but like I said that's one thing I try to always preach to like younger players now you naturally work on your ability and every day by yeah. training yeah. but you need to work on what's in your head because that's what is going to take you like that's what is, what's the word? That's what's in autopilot in the back of your head. Mm. How you think of yourself, of you know what I mean? How you see yourself in the team, how you see yourself out in the world. It's like, you know, like Raheem knows that he's more than a football player. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. He's an MBE now as well. Exactly. So yeah. he knows, yeah, football is what I do, this, that, the other, but I've got a bigger purpose and all this, that, and the other. So this is what I try to teach other kids. Hey, football is what you do, yeah. but who are you as a person? You don't have to be confident in speaking out, da, 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 but when you get on the pitch, if you know yourself, it'll show, it'll mm-hmm. naturally show, and you've got to have the picture in your head, okay, cool, what kind of career do I want to have? This, mm-hmm. that, that. Don't get me wrong, certain things might happen, like injuries and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but if you focus and you have that picture that, okay, cool, no matter what this manager thinks of me, I'm always going to work hard, I'm always going to do this, that, that, I'm going to surround myself with the right people. I know sometimes that's hard to do, mm-hmm. but... I'm always going to get the right kind of help, ask the right questions, all this kind of stuff, and just literally, like, it sounds simple, but know know yourself. Mm. Like, you'll give yourself the best chance, so whether that's Premier League mm-hmm. is your level for your ability, whether that's 
Championship, League One, Confi- like, and it, all it's the little fine margins as well between League One, yeah. Championship, League Two, yeah. all these things. It's like because there's plenty of players in League Two that are rapid, mm-hmm. but it's the touch might not be great. Mm. That's why they don't play in the Championship. Mm. It's, it's the fine margins, you know what I mean. But then also what keeps you going is your self discipline and Same. how you view yourself and how you you, you apply yourself with your work. You know what I mean. So that's that to me is what I try to. To, to 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 preach and teach younger players, yeah. it's mental toughness. You know what I mean, and the mental toughness isn't just to be like, be hard headed and yeah, take yeah, all no, sorts no, of abuse. No. Yeah. It's about knowing that this may come, but it's yeah. about how you react. It's about knowing that if it gets too much, you're confident enough to say, okay, cool, look, this is too much. Yeah, I can't handle this anymore. That's yeah. being knowing yourself and being mentally tough because if you just stay quiet and you take this abuse. Yeah. You're gonna eventually end up depressed, and break you. it's gonna break you exactly. So, yeah. I think yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do at the moment, trying to that's preach. But yeah, uh, so I think that's, that's that's a good thing to close on. But literally, he was saying, um, if if you if you are a young young player, um, and you are a big cl- any 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 level of club, and you're going through anything where you you feel alone or you want to talk to someone, he's been for everything. He's been through it all. You've you literally, if you've sat here and listened to the last two and a half hours, yeah. you've, you've you've heard his story. His links are all in the description. Feel free to drop him a message. I'm yeah. sure you're yeah, yeah. more than happy to Definitely. to reply to people and get back to them. Yeah. So feel free, feel free to message him. Or if you want, you can message me. I'll forward you on to him and stuff like that. But it's 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 your story is very inspiring. Um, I don't think a lot of people would even be able to to <laughs> continue to to still be able to want to do good yeah, yeah. after all the stuff you've been, been yeah. through so it's, it's an amazing story and i'm glad i had you on i really yeah. am and yeah. i'm glad that this is the longest one we've done yet yeah, nah. because you've had like the, be- the best uh, yeah. the best stories to tell so far but yeah. um yeah i'm gonna end it on that uh that's been henrik vikendi yeah. um expression footballer um now he's mentor mentor yeah, yeah. That's speaker that's that kind of stuff so yeah, feel free to check him out. He's got a podcast as well, yeah. um, Athlete Culture. Athlete Culture, Athlete yeah. Culture, follow it. Everything's in the description, like I said. Um, if you are watching the YouTube video, make sure you like and subscribe. If you are listening to the audios on Spotify and iTunes, make sure you follow, you hit the bell so you get all future episodes. And yeah, that's been the SES Podcast and see you guys next time. Bye. Perfect. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.